Welcome to another edition of Mass Mats and Mayhem. I am your host, the Outlaw LA Red. You can find me on Twitter at Justin Harvey75. You can find the entire show on Twitter at MMM Show75. And uh we got a hot one here, y'all. A hot one. Today, we're being joined by none other than the Lucha Gringo. What's up, Lucha Gringo? Hey, what's up? Oh, I'm so pumped for so many reasons right now, you guys. Oh, man. We'll get into it in a bit. At Lucha Gringo, a.k.a. Casey, what's up? Hi. Godzilla. Well, you know, this is this is my post-birthday party special, as uh, Mr. Andre just pointed out. You already you already had a birthday, Justin. I know, but this is the post. I said the post birthday party special. I'm trying to get. I'm trying to get known. I'm trying to get real. I'm trying to get. I don't know. Famous. Yeah, and you know, Justin, I just want to wish you a happy birthday. But there's one other person, very dear to my heart, that I would like to wish a happy birthday to. Yesterday. Oh, somebody else had a birthday yesterday. Who was that? Yeah, yeah. Um, the the great man known as Justin Bieber. The Biebs, that's right. The Biebs, you know, Big E. Big E was all. It was also his birthday yesterday. Everyone's third favorite uh, flock member, Scotty Riggs. Scotty Riggs. I just, to wish, I just wanted to wish me a happy birthday for yesterday as well. On oh, behalf yeah, of the birthday too, Byron. Hi, hi, buddy. How I'm are you? I thought. Look, I thought we decided. I thought we decided that I had won this whole birthday thing, and that you were on the outs. That was it for you. We just no 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 no. We decided that I won the birthday. No 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 um, no 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Don't 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 let me, wait. I won at Parent Square in the mountains of South Lake. No, not South Lake County. You won Truckee. that edition. The new this edition. I won this. Okay. This, this is this is great podcasting, you guys. All right. Uh, I just want to tell everyone what's going on. I am July 29th. I share my birthday with the great Big Papa no Scott Steiner. Justin has to share his birthday with Byron, so I think we can all agree I'm the winner in the birthday. I'm not contest. sharing the shit. I'm not. The shit is mine. Look, anyway, besides, let's get to something important because it's not. It's definitely not Byron. Yeah. I mean, what we can agree on is that you had it first. Okay, look, Byron. today's guest. No, I'm getting to the important thing. The man is sitting there waiting on you. On you. You're the one talking about your birthday for an hour. Ah, mute, mute, edit, mute. Anyway, today's guest <laughs> seriously needs no introduction. In fact, he's so over that he decided to come give us the rub. And uh, we're probably never going to be as famous as he is, but we'll take the rub anyway we can get it. So anyway, it's none other than Lucha Underground's Famous B. What's up, B? Oh. What's going on? What's going on, guys? How you guys feeling? Thanks for having me tonight, man. I'm excited, man. I'm pumped up. Oh man, I've been checking out your guys' show, man, for quite some time, man, and just hearing all the interviews you guys been doing with the uh, with El Jefe's, my Jefe's, the bosses, <laughs> Roach, and um, you know uh, EB Dub and everybody. So I'm excited to be on, man. Well, it's don't don't down. be don't be intimidated or worried. Uh, they're only listening to and writing down everything that you say on this show, so it's nothing to swear. <laughs> 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 those fools probably don't even listen when they're not on. They're probably like, ah, whatever. I'm not on there today. They're just looking for my name and lights. <laughs> oh, no. I wouldn't say that, man. I'm pretty sure they're big fans of the show. Otherwise, they wouldn't be on. 
I I hope that's the case, man. I mean, that and the the money I keep sending them, but we'll get into that later. <laughs> oh, oh, so that means that you're gonna cut me a check? All yeah, right, I, I wish. Hey, I was gonna. <laughs> hey, I came on to do it for free and chop it up with you guys, but hey, now that you let the cat out the bag, man, it's like okay, it's time to get his a. Because you know that's what I do, baby. That's what I do. You got services rendered four two three get fame, Justin. Come on. Well, and we're going to get into some 423 Get Fame because that junk is still over. That junk is oh. always over. That, that, that was on TV again last night. Hard. That reminds me, I have yeah. to apologize to Mr. B here because I did not mean for that little troll-like person to take the football pads from me and hit you with them in the Believer's Backlash <laughs> match. Those were for oh, you. Oh, Okay. Those are for you. Oh, that was for me, right? Yes. All right. All right. All right. See, see, okay. Sure. Clear the air. I, I, I got my eye on you. I got my <laughs> eye on you, man. I'm watching you, man. I mean, it sounds good, you know, since, you know, I'm right here, you know, chopping it up with you guys. You know, it sounds like a very peculiar time for you to come out and make that confession to me. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm watching you. I'm watching you. See, I, I wasn't even going to say that. We'll, we'll, we'll see as the goes on if there's any validity to that statement. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I was trying to keep it a secret that we were even there because I was hiding behind Gus with my kendo stick trying to get in some little. <laughs> some little. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of, I would have stopped. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think Gus gave him a can of soda. He threw all over my suit, ruined my suit. <laughs> oh. That was right before then. I mean, was I was me. I was literally in shock. Like, you know, my 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 beautiful salmon colored Dr. Wagner Jr. suit was ruined. He threw, I don't know if it was a Mountain Dew or what kind of soda. It was a little sticky. It had to be soda. I'm like sitting there in shock that he would even stoop that low. Stoop that low. You see what I did there? Yeah. I like that. <laughs> to throw soda all over me. And then next thing I know, he comes charging, you know, at me with some what what what, what mini football pads and a helmet mm -hmm. that all came right off of that man right there the lucha gringo casey hey, you know what i was just holding the helmet for some reason it was way too small for my head i don't know why but the pads fit <laughs> now hey who casey who had the fire extinguisher gimmick because that junk did not work somebody sold masquerita down the river with that junk all right i'm gonna just go out on a limb and um I'm going to blame Byron, even though he wasn't there, because he there. probably would have held it if he was there. Who was it? Did Chicky have it or or who uh, else? I don't even know. It was someone on the other side, probably some noob, you know, some, some noob basically messed up that whole extinguisher spot. You know, that would have been a great spot right at the beginning and blow up the whole thing. And, you know, I'm not letting the cat out of the bag because we've already talked about this on this show, but that spot would have been crazy to start off with. And then, <laughs> but then it got to start off with my my weapon, so it was okay. Well, which was cool because on TV, <laughs> you, don't, you don't see the twenty five of us all standing around trying to figure out how to use one damn fire extinguisher. Like, thank <laughs> God the temple has never caught on fire because <laughs> apparently, you know, four wrestlers, four hundred believers, and ten producers can't fucking get a fire extinguisher to work. Hey, you know what? They got it to work pretty fast when uh when Aerostar accidentally caught the ring on fire a little bit. So uh that was good. They they extinguished that one quick. Yeah. Well, you know. Did you guys test that gag earlier or something? Did somebody blow out the fire extinguisher ahead of time? <laughs> I just don't know what happened. Yeah, I, I, I mean it always works during the Mac matches. 
Yeah. That's true. It does. Yeah. It does. Because, yeah, I've had, I've sat very close to that and you can taste it. It's, it's not good. But see, I it's, think that, I think that B probably had something to do with it. I think he, <laughs> and I think he slid Brenda extra 20. Just to let the air the out a little bit. Look, I'm not taking no damn fire extinguishers. I'm not trying to mess with no plate. <laughs> Go back there and mess up all this stuff. Like gave her a list of. <laughs> that was a that, fun that, match. That fire extinguisher? Fire extinguisher? Popcorn. Yeah. Fire extinguisher? Popcorn. Hmm. We'll take the popcorn every time. We love the hot <laughs> Say what? Popcorn, popcorn is delicious. <laughs> delicious. <laughs> that match was amazing because the temple felt like the Thunderdome. It was beautiful. Yes, absolutely. They were on fire. You know, they usually are, but I mean, it, it was definitely special that night, man. I mean, um, the, the the believers just, you know, erupted, you know, the Lucha click, you know, and, and full tack. Just, I mean, man, what, you know, amount of energy that they brought that night, man, and just made the match so fun to to, to be in and, and um, you know, to perform it. It was awesome. It was incredible. Made for great television also, and hopefully soon we'll be making <laughs> great Netflix history as well on the 15th. Right. right. And yeah, yeah, I was I was stoked because I didn't get to be at the first uh, Believers Backlash. I mean, Casey was in the first Believers Backlash, and him and Hernandez, I think, still got beef. Um, <laughs> I'll, let you, I'll let you take that up with your friend uh, at some other time, Casey. I'm gonna get him on here too, and just to mess with you. Oh, that would um, be awesome! I love that guy. I I didn't. I totally didn't hit him. It was some other guy that looked like me. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know. It's kind of hard for anyone other than Hot Dog Guy to have heat from that match. <laughs> from the first one, I, I think we should. I think we should watch the footage back and then and and, and you know free in freeze frame format just to double check just to make sure it wasn't you this just sounds like a conspiracy theory now like we're watching jfk's assassination but it's me with a belt or guy i'm sorry a guy that looks like me with a belt <laughs> no no i like this plan belt and to the left belt, belt. and to the <laughs> left <laughs> oh it might just have been you, but dude, I don't know. We'll see. Part of what makes it <laughs> fun to be at the Temple f live for the show. I remember I was in, I think, New York or Florida, and I got the call or text saying that there was a Believers Backlash match, and I was so bummed. I was so bummed that I missed out. And watching on TV, it was just, oh, it looked like so much fun. I got, I got to see <laughs> all the fun stuff. I mean, I wish Casey would have looked out for you a little bit more. Um, that's hey, it's not my that would have been cool. Marita told me he would kill my family if I didn't give him the pads. I'm not gonna, okay. like, I don't know what he's but well, here's well, the problem. Here's the problem. We all found out ahead of time. It was like, hey, believers, bring your weapons down, grab your Singapore canes, get your lunch boxes, whatever you know. But they didn't tell us who was going to be in the match, they didn't tell us who we were beating up on. I felt bad when I found out it was B because I knew it was like. <laughs> They're not gonna have us beat up the little guy. Like they, they, they are really, they are really stacking the deck against me here. And we I was so out. happy because I thought I was gonna get to hit a little person with weapons. You could have <laughs> allowed to. No, but they did change up the rules a little bit too. That the the rules were we were giving the weapons to the performers to the awesome. talent for them to use, as opposed to letting Casey haul off and hit some grown ass man with a belt this time. 
Well, you know what? Yeah, because apparently, because apparently, Lucha Gringo always tries to get his shit in during these back believers backlash matches. <laughs> Clearly, Clearly. So, Clearly. so yeah. So let's just, you know, for my sake at least, you know, I should be very grateful to the writers that they changed the rules on this one because yeah. I would have been another Hernandez story. It's better. It's what better than waiting to rules? happen. What advice you would you harder than me? So. It's what, good to Casey, Casey first. You guys talking at the same time. Casey, go. If you if you change the rules, it's better because Famous B can hit Masquerita way harder than I can. Truth. <laughs> Truth. He's on the insurance. You're not. <laughs> <laughs> what were you saying, Byron? I, I wanted to know, um, now that we've covered both Believers Backlash matches, uh, what advice would you give to the participants of the next one if there were to be a third one? Hmm. Mm. So wow. what advice would you give? Yeah. Oh, that's tough. Knowing knowing the type of hooligans that make up the, the fans in the temple that are going to be holding <laughs> all the weapons. <laughs> well, I mean, me personally, I mean, you know, I, the advice I would give is just to have, you know, a stash of your own that uh, you know that you can have, you bring to the match you know because as you guys saw me personally you know I already had that in mind you know I, I had my toolbox you know in a, in a perfect place specifically for me where only I knew and I didn't have to rely on getting these fans from uh, I mean getting these weapons from the fans you know like I had a stash and uh, out of that stash you saw me pull out uh, arrogance which yes backfired unfortunately but uh you know I mean, my advice is to have your own game plan and not rely on the believers or the 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 you know the fans in the temple because hey the name of the game is to win it and uh you know you want to be sure you want to be confident because you might have you know fans out there like lucha gringo gringo who's only in it for himself and you can't count on him or rely on him to do the right thing and uh, assist you in assisting an ass whooping on your opponent, if I may say that. So, <laughs> I'm sorry. So, people I'm sorry. so you got to take matters into your own hands. That's my advice for the next participants and in the next Believers Backlash match. I got to say, though, the arrogance was extra brutal because I was there for the aftermath of the original arrogance attack. And <laughs> I had to see two guys fight in blindfolds for what felt like 45 minutes. <laughs> and, uh, it was a little rough. Byron, what did you get for your birthday? I want to know. My birthday? Not to go back um, to a sore subject, but I, I I need to broach this for a second, y'all. Well, I showed up at work and I they gave me a bunch of little. It doesn't matter what you got for your birthday. Look what I got. Whoo! Oh, oh, the talking ones. Let me see. Can I get him to talk? Yeah, that's right. Know your role and shut your mouth, Byron. That's what I got. Press the other one, you mealy mouth bastard. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Byron. Byron's going to cry now. I see some new additions to the show going forward. Yeah. (laughs) Byron might quit. (laughs) Stone Cold shows up. My coworkers, um, because they know I'm a huge wrestling fan, got me a kid's replica championship belt. They went to Walmart and got one. And Who got I, that, it was Wes or match. Rob? But I and no, my no, they <laughs> Rob didn't get you shit, did he? <laughs> he got me stuff for Christmas. He got me a blow up sex doll. 
uh, but we don't know that. Um, my coworkers, I don't know if if they like me or don't like me. They got me um, a WWE tag team championship belt. So which which me. member of the cast there is your tag team partner? Well, that's. Oh, he uh, might be doing a Freebirds gimmick though. He could have more than one case. It's, you know what? If they well, do is a that officially called a new day gimmick now? Clapping at ringside because everyone else is way, way more famous than he is. Boom. But anyways, my birthday, I had people who loved me tell me how much they appreciate me. So that's where we differ, Justin. I Man, told you the exact whatever. opposite, Byron. Storm chaser fans that just want to see you get swept away in a tornado do not count as people who love you. Those are people who want to see you ride a cow into a twister. They do not count. If you if you haven't seen the numerous times that Byron has said that he used to be on Storm Chasers on the show, um, he used to be on Storm Chasers. Uh, he's been in 10 tornadoes, no bullshit. I'm getting my Vinny Massaro on. Oh, you're eating a taco. That's right. And I got to I got to say Famous B, as big as that pop was, sustained throughout the whole believers backlash. <laughs> it is nothing compared to the pop that happened when you unveiled your your great protege, Dr. Wang. <laughs> I think I'm cool. <laughs> Absolutely, man. That was uh, one of the moments in uh, Lucha Underground history that you can definitely point back to and say, like, wow, you know, because um, in terms of debuting characters, um, you know, there that, that was one of those moments where it was like, wow, holy crap, next to, um, you know, maybe like a moment like ADR, uh, maybe uh, Ray's appearance in Aztec Warfare, even Matanza, when Matanza came out in that same match, you know, uh, that was definitely right up there, top two, three, four, maybe something like I mean, that. But I mean, me, it was Wagner was fun. a bigger surprise than, I mean, like we knew Ray was coming eventually, right? You know, right. we knew the Matanza character had been building for a while, but Wagner right. and then right. nobody, nobody knew. And then everybody was like, after he showed up, like, is he limo guy? Is he this? Like, like the hype kept going too. Yeah. <laughs> oh. and, and I, I am a Wagner maniaco. Even like I, uh, I yeah. definitely enjoy seeing, People get the Wagner driver, especially little men, 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 men. Especially, yes, especially me too. And me plus, too. we got to see it. an even better debut, Famous B. We got to see your dope airbrush Dr. Wagner jacket. Yes. Like, what? Yes. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, how fly do I look? How fly do I look right there standing in the temple? You know, and, um, you know, even that night, uh, the first night of Ultima Lucha, those, you know, just turning around and just bam, you know, just <laughs> debuting and just like that. I mean, hey, it was definitely an upgrade from my last uh, suit. So I will say that, you know, it was a definitely a better uh, jacket, a better mask on the back of it. And it looks just way better. It looks. Yeah. Totally awesome. But yeah, shout out to uh, Tony. Tony Zarko who makes the. Um, um, well, who who airbrushed, um, um, you know, the, my jackets. You know, shout out to him, man. He does fantastic work. Yeah, he's an incredible artist. So, um, you know, shout out to him. What's up? That's pretty dope. amazing. Well, we, we all looked was at each other and account. we said Jimmy Hart who? That's what we all said. <laughs> <laughs> His jackets were just garbage in comparison. <laughs> you know what's so... Yeah. 
No, I was just going to say real quick, man, it's just so fun to, um, you know, live in a world. Well, I guess you could say perform in a world as a talent who kind of, you know, the writers understand the nuances of what it used to be like back in the days and like the excitement that I got myself, you know, as a kid, just, you know, um, watching the product and the business at that time and, uh, and how it was just so fun and, you know, how the characters were just so over the top. And, you know, the fact that Lucha Underground is a uh, world that we all live in and perform in as, as talent to um, be able to kind of recreate these things, but yet put your own spin on it. Um, it's it's absolutely phenomenal, you know, because you can go back and you can take my character and you can obviously match it up to like um, I hear Slick a lot. I hear Jimmy Hart a lot. But at the same time, me being able to take like facets of those characters and then add my own flavor to it and my own spin is uh, the fun part. Because in all honesty, when I go out there, I'm not thinking of these individuals per se um, in, in terms of my act everything that I do is organic, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And it just works and it flows so well. And it's, it's awesome. And it's fun to do. Okay. So, but now we got, I got to ask okay. you this though, because this, this leads directly to it. I'll let you get in there in a sec case. Mm -hmm. um, doing, doing kind of the, the heel manager thing on this level where it's your job to get everybody just as mad as you possibly can for like a month, two months, three months. But then, you know, at the end of it, you know, at the end of it, somebody is going to try to take it to you eventually. Like I, I have a friend who <laughs> your manager thing on the Indies and just a little shithead, like just snotty, get everybody <laughs> mad, like wouldn't care how to get people mad and would leave town and come back two or three months later. People just still want to see him get his ass kicked. Like yeah. that is the downside of, of this endeavor, right? Is that like eventually your blow off is going to typically involve you getting whooped upon. Nah. Well, it could be, but then again, you know, you got to look at it, you know, before this character, um, you know, been a professional wrestler for, you know, the last eight years. So, you know, <laughs> getting down in the ring and hanging and banging is, you know, is my strong suit as well. So, you know, I think a lot of people forget that about me is that, um, you know, I get in that ring, man, I'm, I'm ready to go at any given time, you know what I mean? And, um, hey it's like hey i could throw them thanks too you know but you know it's like one of those things where it's like a lot of people forget that so it's like man hey yeah, i'm ready for any and everything that may come my way you know that's just all about that's all a part of being a professional and just um you know having a passion for what you do you know it's like you know whether you know you're playing a good guy role or a bad guy role or you know whether you're managing or whether you're in a ring um working you know it it's all good to me, man, you know, because I'm very well-rounded in um, the business. Okay, so then I got to ask you this, too. You're coming to the ring with talent as a manager, even though you can wrestle right. and, do, and do still wrestle. But Correct. you have a valet. How over yeah, how awesome do you that? have to be? Like, who, who did you pay to be a manager who's already coming out to the ring with performers and you get your own damn valet? How the hell did you pull that off? Please tell me oh, something. Man. I didn't know. The first time ever that a manager has a manager, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's some, that's some next level pimp shit right there. That's all I can say. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, what can I say? No, but um, in all honesty, I mean, it was just one of those things where um, 
you know, uh, you know, once again, organic, you know, um, just me and Holly, we have a, a fantastic chemistry together. And it was just like one of those things where it was just like, you know, one one thing led to another, you know, starting off with the commercials and just how all the commercials came out and just, you know, just coming out with an approach to Masquerade Sagrada and uh, bringing him out to the ring and just seeing how everything looked. And it, it was just sweet. And like I said, you know, when we did the angle where I turn on Masquerita and how everything just happened organically when I'm just hitting them with my shoe. And the last <laughs> the last shot, I swung so hard that the shoe actually hit him, hit the mat, bounced up in the air, flew out the ring. And she's standing in the corner, you know, because she's been just phenomenal at selling. And, um, you know, and I just looked at her and I was like, Go get my shoe. Get <laughs> my shoe is our favorite line. Yeah, all time. <laughs> and we got to tell you, man, when we were going to the tapings, we were talking to Eric, and he said, man, you got to see what they're doing with Famous B. It is like the best. <laughs> we were going to wait so over. long to see it. And it was just like, oh, man, it, it's, it worked out great. But I have to ask you, as a great wrestler, as a great manager, who who were your your guys coming up that you looked up to like uh, wrestler wise and manager wise? Oh man, well it, it's it's a whole stuff. <laughs> it's a it's a long list, man. I loved everybody. You know, I was so wrapped up into wrestling as a youngster, as a kid. You know, and you know, I had a you know obviously a great deal of respect for you know any and everybody who's ever laced up their boots and um, you know stepped in that ring or you know been an on air talent. And, you know, it, it, it's a long list, but to make a long story short, man, like uh, when I was, you know, like five or less, obviously it was your Hulk Hogan, your Ultimate Warriors, you know, the superheroes. And then, you know, getting a little bit older than that, when I started to actually notice the in-ring work, it became like your Bret Hart's, your Shawn Michaels, your Mr. Perfect's. And then, um, you know, a, a transition to uh, early teens, um, of the cruiserweights, um, you know, your Eddie's, Ray's, Demolinkos and so forth. So you know, those are you know my inspirations. And then you know, on the manage the managerial side, um, real young and real early, I always loved Miss Elizabeth. I mean, I thought she was fantastic in her role. Um, huge Sapphire fan as well. And then of course Bobby, Bobby the Brain, that was the best. And I think he is still the best and probably the greatest manager of all time. I think there's no contest like. Some people say Cornette is a contest, but he doesn't like Lucha Underground, so fuck him. You know? Thumbs down to Cornette. Yeah, fuck him. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are harsh. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. I wanted to ask you, in all of your experiences uh, in the ring, what is it like to super kick someone who's four foot tall? <laughs> how good does it feel? How what, how what does it feel? How good does it feel? Oh, man, um, it feels fantastic. You know, see, I didn't want to brag about this, but since you put me on the spot and I really, there really is no way around it, I'm going to come out and I'm going to be honest. It feels fucking awesome, man. It feels fucking awesome. <laughs> you know, where you could just kick his head off. You don't even have to raise your foot that high. Oh, it's beautiful. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> but no, man, in all seriousness, uh, he, I mean, he, he's actually uh, absolute joy to work with, man. And, you know, uh, people ask me about it like before. And a lot of people say, well, is it more difficult to work with somebody, you know, like, you know, 
uh, in, in smaller stature stature than you know yourself or anybody else you know for that, that matter and this no it's not it's, it's absolutely the same man and um you know it's a lot of fun um just so you guys know the guy the people who are listening to this by the way that uh we did try to get Holly to come on today too, and she just couldn't do it because it was on kind of short notice. She's out saving a cat or something. But shout outs, shout outs to the girl Holly. She was see, I was a fan of hers back in the damn Brenda in the not to uh, cut you off, but go ahead. The, the, the <laughs> Big Brother days. Um, and it's funny because when she first came to Lucha Underground, I didn't realize it was her, and then it clicked at some point. I was like, oh shit, that's Holly from Big Brother. Yeah, it was the same way. I didn't notice until like later, and I'm like, wait a second. Okay, that's who. I know you. I know you, Eddie. (laughs) Um, No, but it's cool. I was was stoked, and and I still don't know exactly how you pulled that one off. But I want to talk about the the evolution of the famous B character Um, because where it's at right now, and you trying to to pick up new talent and you know, you have in Brenda and, and the whole thing is not exactly where it started. I mean, how did this, how did this whole thing evolve? Like, was this DJ's master plan from the start or was this something where it's like, Oh shit, I like this dude. Let's, I mean, I know we've heard Roach say that every character has a full story and has a purpose, you know, but where did that purpose evolve from that you know of? Oh, did we lose B? Did he freeze? I think we froze. He might have. He might have got That's froze. Dorita hacked into his feed. Crawled <laughs> oh. into the inner tubes. Masquerita is salty. You know. Let me see if I send him another one. If he'll. Uh, I, I I like <laughs> I like that to know that it feels good to kick Masquerita in the head. <laughs> that, that was a good question, Byron. Thank you. Yeah, I've been wondering what it's like to kick someone. Well, you're super. The thing is, if you're not a trained athlete, and like you see the super kicks on TV, it's a lot of fun. But like, if you're gonna super kick, like a sibling or something, when you're watching the shows, getting hyped up, you're never gonna be able to reach someone's chin to give sweet chin music. But it, let's say that you're gonna just backyard wrestle someone who's four feet tall. I could super kick the hell out of four feet tall people. <laughs> Byron, Byron, that's where that's where you just you just aren't the the six four six four monster known as Casey. I can just big boot. I don't need the super kick. You just do oh, the, big, the big boot. Come on, people run into it every time. Like look at Hogan matches. Like they just walk right into it. It's weird that when as a kid you think the big boot hurts a lot, and then you watch stuff and you just see how people are hypnotized by the orange. Hey, you know what, Byron? Ask Vitor Belfort how the big boot feels. Basically, you know what I'm going to do? From Anderson. I want to ask. I'm going to go to the live chat for questions. And uh, basically. Well, hey, uh, before, first- before you do that, <clears throat> while we got a second anyway, because B is trying to reconnect. Um, yeah. What's up with Mass Republic, man? Like, um, you guys got some info? Because. Uh, I think it's supporting those dudes is is a good thing, and I hear you have some interesting info. On yeah, that. I, I heard that um, if you really want to support our friend Pentagon, which I don't want to say while B's here because he there's a little arm breaking incident that we don't need to talk about. We're, well, no, we're going to talk about that when he comes back. <laughs> Wait, I shouldn't say that. He might be listening. He might not come back. <laughs> okay, so 
If you want to buy some dope ass lucha shit, we are your hookups because we got you a special magic code. Tell them, Byron. The code. Uh, oh, I was Byron, actually getting We're doing the road. Dude, I was watching your speech. I was sitting. I was ready to. Byron, to Byron, Byron. Let's do it again like the Road Warriors. Do you remember the Road Warriors? Tell them, Byron. I'm unfamiliar. Oh, oh, what a rush. No, you got to go, well, and then do it. Wow. <laughs> Sorry. Byron, I lost my voice yesterday. The whole reason we decided to have you do the gimmick was because I can't, my throat, bro, you're, you're messing this all up. Come on. Okay, I'll start I it over again. We stand a danger, dying on death, and we have a special code for you on Mass Republic. Tell him, Byron. No, see, if I knew we were doing the, oh the road warriors, I would have shaved worst. my head. The worst. Anyways, we got a code from Mass Republic to get you guys um, a discount. It is MMM Show. That's spelled MMM Show. And uh, basically, you use it at Lucha Shop. It's the only place you're going to find and have easy access to official and officially licensed merchandise of the Lucha Stars that you're seeing getting pillaged by unnamed companies. Um, also, 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 this is good for 10% off, which Byron didn't tell you. It does not work for pro-style wrestling masks, but it works for dope shirts like all those new Rebellion yeah. shirts, all the Pentagon shirts, all that stuff. So you got Penta Zero M, the new uh, the indie persona of Pentagon Dark from the Underground. You got Ray Phoenix, who uh, sold his mask, um, his new Ray Phoenix Ray Phoenix mask and gear. You got Conan. You got Ray Mysterio. You got Solar. You got so many people. Uh, they had like Dragon Lee masks. I don't know if they have any. You should check it out. But they have, if you're going to buy a mask, it's hard to buy merch from these luchadors. Um, you have to go to a show. And if you don't have the luxury of going to the shows, uh, Mask Republic Lucha Shop is your hookup. Yeah, no. And me and Byron have both ordered numerous things from them in the past. Yeah. Um, I just bought. I'm very excited. By the way, uh, just the the really did you big. Buy the point, book. So hold on. Uh, the real big point here is that if you buy a Luchador's um, shirt or what have you from Lucha Shop Mass Republic, you're buying it direct from the wrestler, which is a really in their pocket. Really big deal. Um, but I just bought this new uh, book, which hopefully uh, I'll have on the air soon to show you guys. It is a uh, book about the masks, um, about the top mask makers um, in Mexico and Japan. It's really awesome. Uh, it, uh, it's just, I can't wait to get it. You can see up there, I have a mask. I have a ton of Lucha masks. I'm a mask mark. I can't wait to read it. And uh, when I get it, I'll probably love it. And I'll tell you guys all to buy it. So. So, yeah, it, it looks great. It's um, I've and, seen similar books from Japan, and having one that you could actually read would be pretty nice. <laughs> the thing about this is that Mass Republic is actually the only way you can buy it in the states. It's the book is imported from Japan. It's another way that Mass Republic is bringing all these great things to us, making well, and them look, easy. And that's and that's the that's the overall point here is that what they're doing 
um, is really just trying to support workers um, in whatever fashion. Like, you know us, we have our opinions about everything. But at the end of the day, it's not those opinions don't matter in so much as the guys that we enjoy seeing work, you know, being able to put food on their tables and to keep entertaining us. And that's one of the reasons why we like these dudes and why we wanted to partner up with them on something. Um, Just because we know for a fact that they're, they're helping out talent period. And that's the end of the story. And, you know, we're glad to support anybody that's doing that. Just like, you know, you've heard us um, plug in brave and mortal combat. You've heard us talking about FSW and, and people that, that we know are, taking care of talent and that's what we like to see. So it's worth it. Please support, you know, go check out what they have on luchashop.com. Use our code MMM show um, so that they know that we told you. And that's the only way they're going to know is if you put in the code from us that you heard it here and that, you know, that we're supporting and you're supporting and they're supporting. And that's what it's all about. Y'all getting it done. Right. Yeah. Um, And they're, they're good dudes and we're all about helping people. We think are good dudes and uh yeah i bought a dope peros del mal soccer jersey from them i've never worn it on the show i don't think oh no maybe i did wear it on the show once but is that where you got that from yeah i got it from mass republic and it it was pretty cool because it came direct from mexico and uh yeah it was awesome man here's the thing um let's say you're a pentagon junior fan or pentagon dark and you watch lucha underground and you're like i'm a huge fan of his and I even go to the tapings. So I'm at the Lucha Underground shows. And I would like to have a shirt that lets people know how much I love Pentagon Junior, Pentagon Dark. Guess what? You're not going to find it unless you go to a show where he's actually able to sell them to you, like in the parking lot or, or at the ring at intermission. Like you, So many people have a question, how do I get a Pentagon Junior shirt? And how you get it is you go to Mass Republic. They have the Ceremiato shirts. They sold us masks for a while. Uh, they just sold the jet they just sold the pentagon um the penta l0m masks the new ones yeah which they i think still there's have. still a few left actually and ray ray has an exclusive deal with them right he has some sweet stuff up there he does his roots of fight style shirts are really fucking dope how did b get all sideways are, are we the ones that i think we're sideways i think we're sideways justin <laughs> b can you hear us uh oh, <laughs> that might have been that might have been another technical difficulty. I don't know. Oh man, but yeah. Um. So yeah, Master Public, what's up? Love also, you guys. Also, um, another thing that they do that we want to promote is I'm gonna explain Lucha Crate in a minute, Lucha so they get a second drop in the show, Byron. It's it's All called right. Lucha Loot. Lucha Loot. Damn man, you got me messing up. Lucha Loot is dope setup though. Like I was reading about it. Uh, Klein Rock sent over some information on it that I'll straight up read to you guys in a little bit because it's really dope. And I didn't know, I didn't know that there was different levels. Yeah, which is pretty you get awesome. Shit if you if you do more, you get more deluxe. Kind of cool. Yeah. Sorry, I'm I left B's sideways camera on there for a second, so it wasn't switching video. Um, B is trying to get back in. Is he there? Are you there, B? Well, crud. He is trying, but something is keeping him from being able to connect for some reason. That damn Masquerita Sagrada is eating bagel bites and fucking up the internet. <laughs> you wish. Oh, I wish I had bagel bites right now. Uh, I wish I wish we had promotional consideration paid for by bagel bites. We gotta. We gotta it's by tacos. Know. 
by Vinny Massaro's Tacos. We could even get we could even get Meatloaf to use his Lord Alfred Hayes voice that he automatically has to say promotional consideration paid for by the following. Bart's nightmare for the Sega Genesis. Yeah, you fuckers remember that. What's up? Wrestling challenge superstars. Hey, what's up with Byron Pro? Speaking of wrestling stuff. Oh, Byron, how excited are you, bro? I'm all I need to know before we talk about anything. What's up with the early whatever thing that you're telling me? Well, okay, I'll tell you as we get to it. Fire Pro World is coming out. I don't have a release date for the actual game itself, but it's coming out for PS4 and Steam because the news is kind of trickling out as we're doing this podcast right now. Um, but Steam Early Access Quarter 2 of 2016. Quarter 2 of 2016 starts fucking next month. So it could it could be that early. It could be a little later. But it's going to be on Steam, dude. We can fucking download people's created wrestlers on Steam. But for those of you that don't feel comfortable using your PC for such things and would rather use the PS4, which has also been announced for, I do have to tell you guys, if you're not as familiar with importing games as me and Byron, who have been doing it since we were in fucking high school, you don't have to modify the PlayStation 4 in order to play imported games. All of the region locking is on the disc level itself, and fucking Spike is not going to do that, I don't think. Uh, someone's going to have to take the bullet and try it the first time, but chances are we'll be able to ask them, and they'll say, no, we're not going to do it. And uh, this is important for a lot of reasons, uh, because it's been a long-ass time since there's been a new Fire Pro game. And yeah. it is the best playing wrestling game out there. If you're unfamiliar with the series, look up a couple YouTube videos on Fire Pro Returns. You'll see the kind of shit it's capable of. And the cool thing about Fire Pro is that they have they have everyone and everything, and whoever they don't have, you can easily make in the game. What concerns me is I think we're gonna have to make a lot more people because they only showed very generic wrestlers in the. Uh, promo video but maybe that's just the thing because usually what they do is they put in roughly 200 wrestlers mostly from uh they used to put in wwe guys with fake names too but they stopped doing that but wrestlers all around the world heavy yeah. on japan and with japan having a bit of a renaissance in the quality of the pro wrestling there the timing on this could not be better and i'm hoping that since a lot of lucha dudes have been working in japan we're going to see more luchadors in the game because that's always been something that has been a little bit lacking. Uh, usually we've had like a handful of luchadors, so you would have, as official wrestlers, you can make pretty much any fucking wrestler you want. But you would, uh, you'd usually have Mil Mascaras and Dos Caras Sr. as legends. Uh, the last one had Alberto as Dos Caras Jr., complete with shoot fighting gear, so you could have Crow Cop, who was also in the game, kick the shit out of him. <laughs> That's just wrong. Uh, Dr. Wagner Jr. has always been there due to his time. Bien, 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 bien. Very, very bien. And um, a, lot of, uh, a lot of Japanese style lucha dudes, like, you know, your Ultimo Dragons and your oh, Ultimo Dragon. and, uh, and all that. And, dude, I mean, it's everyone's in this freaking game. If not, you can make them. Uh, 
it's it's just it's been my favorite wrestling game since the Sega Saturn days, and if it hasn't changed in this long of a time since fucking what like almost twenty years ago now, uh, the, I I think it came out twenty years ago because it came out like ninety seven, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, you're in high school still. I remember. I still have. I probably still have somewhere in a box yeah. in my parents' garage my binder where I kept all my printouts of all the creative wrestlers where I print out, you have like all your moves, right? Which are a lot. Then you have all your attributes, which are a lot, like everything. And then the psychology. Yeah. The wrestler. Amazing. So like I made a blue meanie and I'm like, whenever a wrestler has slow health, you're always going to go for the moonsault. So when you do a Royal rumble, or battle royal and it gets to the end of it all you see is like the blue mini guy running around moonsaulting people you know what awesome. my favorite part was was the assigning sound clips to moves and the the wildly inappropriate sound clips that it would often put in the game um like for the sega saturn version terry funk when he do his uh texas bronco punches he do his jabs and when he goes for the big left he'd yell you son of a bitch and he'd hit you and then for the for the next version, which was Fire Pro G for the PlayStation One, ECW was a thing. So they ECW. they had a bunch of ECW sound ECW. bites, which were a bunch of voices going EC fucking W, and uh, they didn't censor it because it's the fucking Wild West, man. And uh, now now there's less swearing in the game. There's still some Japanese swearing, but there's less English swearing for some reason. But uh, they've uh, and they've been having a little more issues with copyrights and copyright laws are a little more strict in Japan now. So maybe it's going to be a roster full of generic wrestlers. But last time they let you recostume default wrestlers in the game anyway. Yeah. So if they change how everyone looks, you can change them back. You can just make edits yourself. And also if it's on steam, chances are we're going to be able to download other people's wrestlers anyway. So that would be perfect. Uh, oh, take I think B is down. back. All right. Here we go. Yeah. Here we go. I'm back. I look a little crazier, but I'm back. I'm back. No <laughs> worries. We were we were talking about that fire pro game that we were, were chatting about earlier, right before we went on. Right, right, right. Starman. My man Starman. <laughs> we gotta say, for years they've put a fake Dr. Wagner Jr. in the game. <laughs> he's yeah. been in there. Yes, right. Hey, he's a legend. He is <laughs> he's a legend. a legend. He's a legend, man. All right, I'm so this what his fake name is. But, uh, <laughs> right before we um, almost lost you, or right before we lost you there, I was I was yeah. asking about basically the evolution of of Famous B, like how you right. basically had started in one place and you end up in this other place where you're you know managing the top guys and this that. Did, was that always the plan? Did you see that coming? No, no, it was actually. Um, it became a it became a plan actually towards the latter end of season one. Um, I was um, in line to play a character which actually they never used for the show. So in the meantime of getting you know everything down in terms of you know just pulling the trigger on the character that they hired me to uh, play, um, they were just like, well, let's just use um, a famous B pretty much as you know my independent character as enhanced enhancement talent so to speak to um, you know. Pretty much get in there and um you know work with the guys that they had already established on the show you know such as pentagon with the um the arm break angle you know was one of the first guys to do that one and one of the first um 
guys to go one-on-one with Mill Worthis and things like that. So it was pretty much one of those things where independently I was working as Famous B, my independent character. In the meantime of um, pretty much getting together the character that they actually wanted me to portray. And I guess towards the latter end of season one, they pretty much realized or phased this character out. And pretty much then, um, Chris Joseph had the idea of uh, transitioning or uh, Famous B, who was already on the show, into the character that we see now. Well, that I mean, that's dope. That's more than a lot of people are, you know, getting to a certain extent, because a lot of people have to work in mass and work other gimmicks. And, you know, you get to actually do your thing. Absolutely. I love it. It's fantastic. I, it I think it's a character we didn't see who it was. Well, I'm see, like... No. I'm Casey. I know. Rack your head through that list of trademarked characters that I know you know the weird names to. Throw them out there, and I bet you can figure out which one B was supposed to be. Well, if it's if it's a certain animal that is on connected to a certain holiday, I think it's coming up soon, or maybe it's in April. I don't know. It's one of the two. <laughs> kind of close. Hmm. Kind of close. Bull. Is that what it is? The <laughs> bull? Oh yeah, he was gonna be the bull that's on the desk, and it would be like a. <laughs> El Toro B. <laughs> was that the name El Toro B? I, I think no. I remember that on the trademark list. Was that one of no. DJ's grand? <laughs> no. I know that DJ's a huge Mantar fan, so you know who isn't though, really. <laughs> okay, so. But basically, I mean, the moral of the story is you, you had to have impressed somebody for them to be like, no, no, let's let's keep him around and roll with his indie gimmick and work that into Lucha Underground. I mean, that that speaks volumes to you as a wrestler, I think. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that, man. And I would definitely like to think so. You know what I mean? Um, you know, it, it's one of those things where, you know, it's like, OK, you know, just, you know, ready to, you know, branch out and do my thing and. It was like, you know, when when they told me that they pretty much wanted to take Famous B and, and go into this role that you see me in now, I was all I was all for it. You know what I mean? Because prior to that, I was just thinking, um, you know, about, you know, being a competitor and in ring competitor that yeah. the fans see as a serious in ring competitor on the show. But um, uh, when they pitched this idea to me and um, I got to thinking about it, I was like, you know what? Yeah, that would be super cool because it'll be one of those things where it's like now I can show a different side of Famous B that a lot of the fans haven't seen um, in me before. You know what I mean? It was an opportunity to, to go out there, grab the mic and get on a stick and, and, and talk and present myself in a way that I knew that I could. And this was the opportunity to do it. And they gave me an inch and I ran a mile with it. And oh, absolutely. Yeah. And a lot of things came out organically from my character, even the emergence of uh, beautiful Brenda that you see on the show. And even, you know, myself and the combination of us two together, you know, a lot of things happen organically. You know, they had obviously the, um, you know, the format or the gist of what they wanted us to do. But as we were doing it, it was like, get my shoe and this and that and all the little all the little we can't we can't talk about beautiful brenda without talking about all the little phrases and nuances she throw out there each and every time 
um, it's 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 one of those things where it's just like it came together and it gelled for the better. And just like a lot of other characters and things um, in Lucha Underground, just kind of organically happened. And uh, I think it was definitely for the benefit of the show and for the fans. Okay, so you you got to you got to let us in on the inside scoop with beautiful Brenda character. <laughs> right. Where, where where is it comedic genius and where is it real? What is the line? Because I have never known. I have never known. And like I said, I'm a Big Brother fan. So I saw her on that show, too. And you would see her in an interview and she would be like, you know, they're all going to think I'm this and this. And then she would go out there and be that. But then right. it was like, it, is it a put on? Is this just comedic genius? Is she just getting over on everybody and they don't know it? Like, where where's the line at? <laughs> Well, I will say that a lot of what you see is actually her. I mean, you know, that's the reason why I think our characters have um, emerged the way that is emerged. Because when you see me out there, you're seeing me out there. When you see her out there, you're seeing her out there. We're just working within the, um, you know, the the script, you know what I mean? And what we're out there to do, but we're actually portraying ourselves just, you know, within the, within the script and, you know, taking it to the next level. You know, it's one of those things where it's 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 us it's us amped up by ten. But um, with with her, it's it's very close to her um, real life persona, I guess you could say. All right, so here's one of the moments where I knew Lucha Underground was something different than the wrestling we had been seeing on TV everywhere mm-hmm. else. I called the number. And I don't yes. know how many people had called the number yet, but like the first time I saw the number, I was like, oh, this ain't going to be real. I'm going to get somebody. I called it. I, I called, called it before the voicemail was set up. <laughs> I well, might. So you got nothing. I, I called and I got the voicemail. And I was like, oh, my God, that is brilliant. That is the most genius <laughs> shit ever. And then I left a message, too, because I was like, I guarantee DJ or somebody is probably sitting around listening to these. Maybe B is even listening to it. Like, I don't even know. They might be just <laughs> sitting in a room somewhere Thank laughing. You. What's that, Byron? Who had who had the phone that was getting the the phone calls? Oh, that was a service, man. Anybody could call up and, and uh, get. Oh, it's a real thing. Did, did 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 they give you the phone? Were you listening? I know, I know that you, I. Do I you mean this three. number? Yes. Four two three. Four two three. I get fame. trying to offer my services as a protege because i said i know why you destroyed masquerita and i am a six (laughs) of a man and i i would love to just get my hands on him (laughs) and become famous you're a sick sick, twisted man casey (laughs) you got issues (laughs) apparently that's what people tell me because i keep saying that i like uh K Monito getting beat up in CMLL on Twitter, and then all the Lucha Gift people get mad at me. <laughs> well, I will say that a lot of uh, there was a lot of very different messages and different people from you know from children to you know obviously men, women. Like you know, it was one of those things where it was just like it, it is a phenomenon. That whoa, never whoa, is hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Back up, back up, back up. You said women. Of course, everybody calls me. Well, did you get dirty messages did, and stuff? Did, hey, What's up? Hey, hey, Justin. Hey, hey, I'm just wondering. Hey, 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 hey. No, but I mean, you know, I mean, this is a phenomenon. You know, everybody calls me. Four, two, three, get fame is uh, the truth. Now, look, the if real deal. Out, like if they release DVDs, they need to put some of the calls. They need to put some of those messages out on the DVD so we can hear them. 
That would be cool. That would be pretty sweet. That would be hilarious. I guarantee that would be awesome. It's so many different. It's just so many different. uh, You know, just different random. Just I mean, talk about random of the random. You know what I mean? It's. I mean, legally they probably couldn't put it out because there's not like a waiver in the message. There you go. But still, there you go. There you go. Maybe maybe we'll just have to all sit around one day at the temple and just listen to some of these messages because I want to hear some of this junk because people are crazy and that's why I had to call because I was like, there's no way they actually put this number live and are taking messages or have somebody answer in this phone so then i call it up and i'm like i didn't even know what to say when it got to the beep i was just like oh my god i cannot even imagine what is happening on this answering (laughs) hey you guys remember you guys remember ernest the cat miller and wcw with the cat somebody call my mama Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had he had a thing like he had a commercial for Catbo, his version of Tybo, and they they gave a number that you could call, but it was a voicemail over to CNN Center, so people figured that out and then figured out how to go to other voicemail boxes from the voicemail. So from that commercial, people started calling Eric Bischoff and leaving him all kinds of messages <laughs> to how to get into his voicemail. Yeah, but wow. he deserved that. I'm pretty yeah. sure he deserved all of that. Yeah. Um, oh, and just so you guys know, if you didn't get in on the MMM show hoodie, they're gone. That's it. No. Yeah, it's done. It's over. I was going to plug it in the show, but yeah, we've been doing some merch through um, Teespring, but it's it's just limited time only. You I got merch anywhere? Me? I will soon. I just got a um, Pro Wrestling Tees account, so you'll see some famous BTs popping up uh, within probably as early as a week or two. Man, nice. you got to do a Get My Shoe shirt. You got to. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I don't know what the legalities of all that stuff is, but it's like I don't care if you got to sign away eighty percent of the profit. Because- <laughs> Twenty percent of a billion dollars is worth it, my friend. <laughs> yes, it is. I will buy a get my shoes shirt. In fact, somewhere on the indies, I want to set up a match with you and Daniel Cormier, where you guys <laughs> both come dressed to the nines and just beat each other down with shoes. Like, I think- <laughs> <laughs> oh man, if the price is right, I'm in. I'm sure if DC is going to be there, the price will be plenty. <laughs> um, but that would be hilarious. I, I just, I, I. I can't even tell you how hard I popped to get my shoe. That's just the best thing ever. All right, so let's take it way back. We kind of we've kind of done this whole thing in reverse order almost. Right. Um, what what's what's the foundation of you getting into wrestling? You know, for people who've seen you on Lucha Underground, be like right. as he said, is also a great in ring talent. Like, where were you trained? How did you get started doing this? What the hell made you wake up one day and be like, yeah, I'm gonna be a pro wrestler? Right, right. Well, it was actually um, a pretty interesting story. What made me think about it or, you know, what sparked my interest and where I got the idea is actually getting a flyer from the school that I eventually attended, the uh, Wrestling Academy out here in um, Los Angeles, which is the Santino Brothers Wrestling Academy. Um, You know, that's pretty much where I started, you know, and I got this flyer and I sat around, you know, well, I have the the, the flyer just sitting around, you know, just looking at it from time to time and passing, you know, throughout the house, you know, and I will pick it up and look at it and it'll be laying on the coffee table and then I will look at it and think about it and then take it to the room and, you know, just, you know, so it just passed around the house until I finally decided, hey, let me call and check it out and see what it's all about, you know. So, you know, I went to the, my orientation and, um, you know, it was just one of those things where it was instant. As soon as I stepped foot in, 
you know, and, and at the school, I, I just loved it, you know, from day one, you know, I made a promise to myself that, you know, I was in 100% and it was one of those things where it was like, you know, I was going to do this for real and I was going to do it and go hard and be the best at it and never look back. And, you know, that's one of the things that I, you know, have done, you know what I mean? And then, you know, this was in like March of 2008 is when I first started to train. And then I had my debut match in January, January 19, 2009. And, um, you know, I just kept it going and, you know, uh, just that's a pretty decent turnaround time. I mean, <laughs> and, and for people who don't know, it's like the first time you're paying somebody at a wrestling school to be there right. and you're running the ropes and you're shit is just all red and sore and hurt. And Absolutely. you got chop marks on your chest and little things Absolutely. welting up that you've never seen before in your life. And you're paying somebody money to do this at the time, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. It's an and academy. It's a school. Right. So if you're doing that and you're like, I love it, then, yeah, you're probably in the right place. If you're, <laughs> so yeah. if you're like, oh, I don't know about, oh, then you might need to get the stepping. But it's, <laughs> it's funny hearing those stories, too, because I just find it. I've, I There's a certain kind of person that gets in there takes that first chop or does that first 20 minutes running the ropes or that, or that first back bump where they don't cradle their head. Right. And right. it's like, no, I'd love this. Let's keep going. Yeah, no, I mean, I've seen it. I've seen it. I can't tell you guys how many countless amount of people I've seen come in and out, drop out and just, I mean, hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds. There's only a very rare few that, um, you know, just walk into it and just, you know, a have a passion for it, love what they do and do it full force and wholeheartedly and actually graduate and go on to become successful. The uh, the turnaround and the percentage, percentages are very low in terms of the amount of people who actually try it out, thinking whatever they think that it is. But two weeks later, one week later, that same day, a month later, they're already out the door. Well, so now, and what what's the road like as you're getting into it, I mean, you said your first match was in 2009. That's a, that's quite a bit uh, ago. But at the same time, you don't come out your first day and turn into you know Hulk Hogan or something. So not at all. I mean, are you you're still working a shoot job, trying to wrestle on the weekends? Like, how, oh how yes, was it for you the first few years. Well, for me, it was actually very difficult because um, you know my shoot job prior to getting into wrestling was I was actually a restaurant manager. And, um, you know, like I said, I made the decision that I wanted to become a professional wrestler. Um, I was an assistant manager at the time and, you know, my training schedules was on the weekends. So there pretty much was no way to um, be res responsible as an assistant manager for a restaurant, which is busiest on weekends and right. still train. So I decided to just go ahead and train and just pretty much start professional wrestling cold turkey but i was actually obviously still trying to find other little gigs here and there just to keep myself afloat and just to even afford you know training school so my entire lifestyle changed you know i dedicated everything that i had into training to be a professional wrestler you know just to get my just to get to my debut just to have a match and then that's another story in itself in terms of you know, what you're getting paid, what you have to do, you know, traveling to get there and all the other things that it takes just to actually even be in the business at the entry level. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I was juggling different like little jobs here and there, um, you know, just to, you know, 
just to kind of like, you know what I mean? Like go along with what I was doing in terms of just my training and, um, you know, actually being in in the business and now, you know, juggling that between my bookings. But it was one of those things where my entire lifestyle changed and, you know, it was difficult at first, you know, I was struggling, you know, you know, but it was one thing for sure that I told myself is that I'm going to be good at this and there's nothing that's going to stop me and i think that that was the key the amount of passion that i had to stick through all the struggles that i now had in my personal life you know what i mean because i had something that i was working towards and that i was not going to take no for an answer well it, i mean it seems like that that's kind of the way you have to do it to a certain extent but i i can also tell with you that you've put a lot of that into your character that hustle and that mentality of just getting in there and getting it done you know, you're right. taking a very real version of that and amplifying it and putting it into a character form. But, you right. know, and, and that being said, who, who the hell is Famous B going to pick up next? I mean, is, <laughs> is the stable of B going to keep growing? I know you're going after Mr. Tejano. No, um, it's Tejano. <laughs> um, Brenda seems to be uh, um, a mighty good help with that so far. She is. She's a very um, great asset, I guess you could say, for lack of a better term, to have on hand, to have on hand. So, you know, hey, you know, hey, we're a team. We're a team package. And, you know, I've already said that I am launching my full on talent agency and Tejano is a thoroughbred. And, you know, that's currently who I have my sights on. And, you know, obviously there's other interests that I have, you know, and at the end of the day, this talent agency of mine will be the biggest hit in the temple for sure, because it's it's me. It's famous B. It's, it's what I do. How now, could it not be? Do, do you want to see it blow something. stable? Yeah, go for it. Pitch it. B, I got I to gotta pitch you something. <sighs> Once you get Tejano in your grasp, because how can he resist being more famous? Maybe change his name to Sexano because that's what a lot of the ladies in the temple already call him. I mean, there's a section in the temple, the Sexano section. It's actually <laughs> the walkthrough. It's it's awfully slippery. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, well, well, like I, well, like I told him, I'm gonna be the man to work on his image. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, that, you know, I like that's a pretty good idea. You know, I would definitely keep that in the back of my mind. But, you know, that's, you know, it, you know, he's been very reluctant to accept my invitation, but I'm just going to keep plugging away and then hopefully he sees the light. And um, if or when he does, then, hey, you know, there's going to be, you know, there's going to be a lot of guys in trouble in the temple, man, because um, him under the tutelage of me and the beautiful Brenda. I mean, hey, I mean, it's, just, well, it's, it's money. It's money. It is. And you know, there's going to be some girls in trouble, too, because I heard last time he was on TV, like three girls got pregnant just watching the show. <laughs> <laughs> Look, sign a waiver. You go into the temple, you sign a waiver. You do sound <laughs> and and you can't be you can't be upset about the bodily fluids. <laughs> yeah. They warn you about bodily fluids every time it gets its own chant. I mean, but yeah. but if you're, if you're working on his image, I gotta say this. You know, my mother speaks just a little bit of Spanish, and every time Tejano's in the ring, she's like, "What did he just say?" What did <laughs> he just say? I love his Spanish because to... I know all the words he's saying because he's saying the worst ones, so it's great. It's Spanish that I can understand. 
But the beauty, the beauty of it is, and this is what I hope he'll see, is that connecting with me, he won't have to say too much. That's true. That's true. That's true. And that is the the true sign of a good manager that deserves his what 10 15 25 percent what do you get no nah, 85 about 85. you know <laughs> big matches like i said 15 percent of a lot is a lot yeah 100 of nothing is nothing right nothing <laughs> for nothing leaves nothing you gotta share you gotta you share. gotta have something if you want to be with me mascarita found that out the hard way <laughs> this sounds like this sounds like the don king school of management and i like it Yes, it is. It is. See, there's somebody like me in the world, somebody like me in the world that that will bring all this back and get the fans out there. You know, you guys all excited, excited about what I'm doing. You know what I mean? You know, I'm definitely someone to look up to. And, you know, I'm taking what we once known as, you know, there, uh, there was a lot of great assets before. And then now it's like, man, like you look around and it's like, hey, you just have me. And you know what? Hey, I'm out here and I'm going to do it by myself if I have to. So uh, people who want to see you lace up the boots, how do we see you lace up the boots? Are you going to do you think you get more ring time wrestling in Lucha Underground? You got indie dates. Well, like, how do we see you wrestle? <laughs> well, um, you know, as you guys have seen um, thus far, you know, um, of uh, season three and even uh, a little bit of two, you know, I get in the ring and I get my hands dirty in Lucha Underground, um, you know, from time to time, you know, who knows what may happen going forward, um, you know, for my indie dates, um, so to speak, um, I have um, I have some stuff coming up with the um, I was just actually at the last crash show yes. uh, down in Tijuana. You know, and um, you know, I walked I walked out there and I challenged for the uh, Crash Cruiserweight Championship. So um, that's something that you can look forward to in the future. I'm actually, um, you know, in talks to do some things overseas as well in the UK. So, you know, there's a lot of um, things that I have coming up. So I think this summer is going to be a really big summer for uh, me. And where can people find your dates as you get them announced? Like uh, at FamousB23 on Twitter? Is that on the Twitter? Yeah. yeah, correct, correct, correct. My social sites. Um, uh, I have a uh, uh, fan page as well on Facebook. Um, you know, famous B twenty three, of course, on Twitter, and just you know, anywhere you see me out there on social media, I'm always going going to be plugging everything uh, famous B related, Lucha Underground related, uh, beautiful Brenda related, Doctor Wagner related, of course, and um, just everything that goes on with me, and um, just continue to plug away and um, just give everybody you know what's going on with me. You know, so everybody's aware and in the loop of what's happening. All right, so here's here's the tough question. Uh, not so hypothetical. You're you're sitting there. Time is rolling around to start filming season four. Right. And then the phone rings, and you're like, "Yeah, um, about that season four. We're gonna push that for a little bit." <laughs> <laughs> How much did that suck? Like, what what? Where were you at at that point? Because, dude, as fans, we were all like. Oh snap! These boys ain't gonna work for a minute. Like it was not a good feeling, even as a fan. So I know as a performer for the company, you had to be like, "Damn, this is not the phone call I want to be getting right now." Or however you found out on social media, whatever. Like, what was what was going through your head? What was it like for you when you found out that the season was getting pushed a little bit? Right, right. Well, I mean, just like the fans enjoy watching the show, myself as a talent enjoy performing on the show. So, you know, anytime you have to wait for the show to roll around, you know, it's obviously one of those things where you rather be there and you rather be in the mix, you rather be, you know, taping or filming or working than not, you know, obviously. So, 
you know, I'm not going to say that I will sit there like, okay, no problem with a smile on my face, so to speak. You know, it's one of those things where we all love what we do just, you know, as much as the fans like watching, like I just said, we, we enjoy just as much um, producing the show. So it was definitely one of those things where we all felt, you know, that burn, you know, so to speak of like, man, like, okay, well, it's going to last a little bit longer, you know, but when you start to hear all the reasons why, and, you know, and you, you know, and, and, and what the network is actually trying to do and just understanding that it is TV first and wrestling second, then it's like, you know, you kind of have to reprogram your mind to understand that versus having the mentality of, well, I'm a professional wrestler and, you know, this is, a, you know, we're not used to breaks as a professional wrestler, you know, because you guys know professional wrestling is 24 seven, but you know, this is a little bit different in the sense of this is a TV show. This is a television show. It's a television series. So you just have to re-channel your, uh, your thought process and reprogram your mind. And once you can wrap your mind around that and you know that things are in play for the better, then that's when you kind that that kind of takes over, um, you know, just the I guess you could say the, the anxiety of, of getting back because, you know, that it's going to be better overall for the future. And, you know, you just look forward to the future and all the things that's going to become of it. Yeah, I, I'm, and we try our hardest to explain some of this stuff as much as we can um, with the amount of information that we have, because you know how it goes. The, the flow of information is not always swift or pertinent every time, but there are right. reasons behind everything. And whether we right. all know them or not, it's like you got to trust that it's moving the right way. Um, right. And I even got to rant a little bit on on Netflix just for everybody out there because I'm already seeing like little chatter here and there about new fans coming to the show and this, that, and the other thing. Here's the thing. If you are in, if you're a Lucha Click member and if you're listening to this show, you probably are. Or if you're a believer or if you have an interest or a like of Lucha Underground, you shouldn't be sweating new people coming in, first of all, which Casey so poignantly said on Twitter the other day. Second of all, this is what you really, really need to do. If you care about Lucha Underground, you want this product to come back bigger and better and stronger every time. What you need to do is get all your WWE fans, your TNA friends, your Ring of Honor friends, your New Japan friends, your CMLL friends, your AAA friends. Anybody you know that's watching a wrestling product, you need to pick an episode for them. Hand pick one. Tell them why it's the hype shit. Tell them why it's the coolest thing ever. And then get them to watch that one episode. You don't have to sit them down or anything now. It's going to be on Netflix. They know somebody who's got Netflix or they can borrow their mama's code or something, whatever. But what <laughs> you got to do is you got everybody has a responsibility if they love this product to disseminate the information on March 15th that you need to check out this episode. You need to go into Netflix and search it because they get all these numbers. And the people at Netflix don't necessarily know that having Lucha Underground is a big deal. The people at El Rey know and MGM and you know all the people behind making the show know that it's a big deal and it can help exposure, but the people at Netflix need to know right. because that's what's going to keep the ball rolling. When they go to sell season three, they can get a better number. They can get quicker releases. They can get more money that goes back into the product that pays more workers. Like It's a big chain. So instead of everybody sweating it and new fans coming in and you know this was my thing first and blah, 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 getting all tight about it, Share it with people. Share it. Everybody listening to this, please tell somebody on March 15th what your favorite episode of Lucha Underground is, why it's your favorite episode, and tell them to go watch it. 
you'll have numbers there description and then go watch it yourself like even if you've seen it a million times go back and watch that junk again you have to it's crucial to the product like the the netflix hype means nothing if all of us don't get everybody else hyped about it that's my rant i'm done i'll get off the high horse now (laughs) well that was a fantastic rant you know but you know yeah you know you're absolutely right though i mean that's the name of the game man the name of the game is sharing because you know just like you said it, it allows the the product to flourish you know i mean why wouldn't you want the product to continue successfully you know what i mean why wouldn't you you know it's one of those things well that's how it's done it's done by sharing you know what i mean and um you know you couldn't have said it any better man that that's that's absolutely what needs to happen it's the ultimate sharing is caring it is it's like it's the ultimate excuse ender all your friends who are like oh but i don't get el ray or Oh, it's on up against this other show that I like and blah, blah, blah. Like, not, no, it's not. Not now. <laughs> right. You can go to Netflix. You can go to your public library and watch this junk now. What's up? You right. got no excuse. Right. And then the cool thing about it is you can binge watch this thing. You don't have to wait from week to week, you know, for all the people out there who haven't seen season one or season two yet. You know what I mean? You, it's like, man, like, this was awesome. Like, you know, you're watching one episode. You don't have to wait till next Wednesday night to watch the next episode after that. You can, you know, you have the full library right there and you can watch the whole season so you in can the city if you wanted to. Famous B get his arm broke and Vinny Massaro get his arm broke, like all in the same day. <laughs> yeah, and then and then continue to, and then and then proceed to watch my commercials right after you see me get arm broke. So I mean, That's hey, true. True. there you go. Call the number. Is the hotline and still on? I haven't called in a minute. I'm sure it is. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Call the hotline right now. Now, tell the truth though. Are you still are you still mad at Pentagon? I mean, I know a lot of people are like, you know, he's he's left a a, a wake of broken arms all over the place. That can't be the, your most fun angle that you've ever worked. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. Um, you know, I think it's one of those things where you know there's no love lost, and it's one of those things where I where I haven't forgotten. But at the same time, also realize that there's things that I'm trying to accomplish myself in the temple. And I can't accomplish those things if I'm not focusing on those things 100%. So I can't put any energy into something that's irrelevant to my plans as of right now. But like I said, I have not forgotten. So let's just say that Pentagon needs to continue to do his thing and I'll do mine because if we do cross paths, then you know hey there's a doctor that he's gonna be needing i love it i love and, it that's the best focused, ever been on Justin, some may say famous b is laser focused like his tights once said that's right that's right that's right that's right absolutely casey your memory is ridiculous sometimes all right so who do you like working with the best who's your favorite to work with out there and 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 the second part of that question is who's your favorite out there in general right now? It could be indies, WWE, wherever. Like, who's your favorite to work with, and who's your favorite just to watch as a performer? Oh man, that's a very good question. Um, I've had so many good matches with so many different individuals, man. It's hard to narrow it down to just one. I mean, if I have to throw some names out there, I would say Juventud Guerrero. He's awesome to work with. Um, Man, uh, Brian Kendrick is another one who's very good to work with. TJ Perkins, um, Joey Ryan, of course. He's always fun, always a pleasure. Uh, it's just so many, man. The list just goes on. Uh, Super Crazy, he's another one who comes to mind. Uh, B-Boy, 
Um, and there's so many. It's so many. It's hard to kind of, you know, narrow it all down, like I but, said. But, but that's I mean, a good model because, I mean, you basically you, you, you like the guys who are moving. You like the guys oh, who yeah. are running them ropes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, that's my style. You know, Lucha Libre is my style, you know, just because, you know, it's just, you know, translate to me as a performer more so in, in ring just because of just my size and stature, you know. So, um, you know, my obviously, you know, I'm like a cruiserweight type of match performer. But, um, you know, um, I've had incredible matches with a lot of incredible talent, you know, those are just a few to name. Uh, Sanjay Dutt is another guy who's very, you know, fun to work with. Um, and oh, um, Sanjay, Sanjay can base, too. He's not just running the ropes and doing high spots. I mean, he he's solid. Oh, yeah, player. Yeah, that's the original player from the Himalayas. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, a, it's an incredible long list of guys that I've had so much fun working with throughout um all, all the years, um, the Young Bucks, um, just it's a lot of guys um, who I enjoy right now. Um, Ricochet, you know, uh, uh, he's he's phenomenal right now. He's phenomenal that. right now. He's he's crushing it. Um, you know, AJ as well. He's killing it. And, you know, just that's another list that's long as well. You know what I mean? Just being a fan and a performer you know what i mean i have a long list on both ends you know i've been a lifelong fan so i have a long list of um a lot of individuals like a lot of individuals that's in a temple right now you know my co-workers i i'm a fan of all of them you know what i mean shane strickland stands out uh jeff cobb stands out you know there's so many talented individuals up and down that roster taya shout out to my girl taya what's happening i mean you know there's so many individuals that are so talented and just lucha underground where i work you know what i mean and not even outside that yet you know before you know i have to mention everybody on the roster before i can even <laughs> go outside of that to oh, say but, this yeah, this and I mean, that but, but you're I mean, picking some of my favorites too like when the the taya and cage match was just on again the other day and i oh I man that was damn that match is so so good like yeah. You know, she's another one where I get salty sometimes when I see her valeting and not in the ring. It's like, damn, you remember Taya Cage, right? Come on, that was the shit. Right. Um, and Swerve uh, Strickland, he's, yep. I, yeah, I'm a huge, huge fan of his. And AR Fox as well. Right. Yeah. AR, Mr. No Social Media Fox. I just got to get on Twitter, man. <laughs> How the hell does AR Fox get booked constantly? Like, the five right guys must just have his phone number because that dude spends zero time on the internet or his phone. <laughs> hey, you know, Conan does say, Conan did tell me he has a cell phone, so he's got one. We just Ooh, need to Fox? Oh, I know he's got a cell phone. I've seen him on it, but he's looking at it with like disdain, like he's going to whoop the phone's ass. Like, <laughs> he does not like that shit. Um, but yeah, we got to get Swerve on here for sure. We got we to gotta do that. Yeah, he's 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 super cool. I'm sure I'm sure he's down to come on. I mean, I'd like to see you guys tearing it up in Lucha Underground for some reason. I'm sure DJ could come up for with some reason for you guys to throw yourselves mercilessly on each other. We we, we actually have once before in the dark. Oh shit! Were you at that, Casey? Yeah. I was there for that. The five way dark. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is that is that the one where um, someone got a footprint on their face? <laughs> it might have been. It was a lot of kicking in that match. <laughs> oh, with the the infamous yeah. peppery potato match that I keep hearing about. <laughs> yeah. 
I think that might have been that one. If not, it was the same weekend, maybe. But yeah, I, I I've been to a lot of the tapings and seen a lot of really cool dark matches that all the. People I heard there's no there's no heat after that one. By the way, I heard it's all good. Just so you know, Case. I don't know if I even told you that, but he told me that there's no heat. They're all good now. That's good. Some of y'all know what we're talking about. Some of y'all don't. But y'all, you probably don't need to know. <laughs> I don't think we can talk about it yet because uh, we made we made one of the people involved make a bunch of really weird faces when we mentioned it before. Like we weren't supposed to talk about it. Well, but, yeah, but you know, this shit happens. Sometimes there's a little there's a little pepper on the end of something. Sometimes there's a little. You know, a little, a little stank. We call it stank. Yeah. A little stank. I mean, sometimes you wake up and you have an entire uh, sole of a boot printed on your face. <laughs> it happens. You know, it does. It does, it does happen. happen. Now, All right. I, I got a question for you, B. Go for it. Yeah. Yep. I know you came from Santino Brothers School. Is that the shirt you're wearing right now? Yeah, it's actually, um, yeah, it's very similar. Mago Santino, he's uh, one of the one of the trainers there, one of the original original founding partners. He was in a tag team with the head trainer, Joey Chaos, uh, the Santino brothers. So they're, you know, where you get the name of the school. But um, yeah, these are, this is the logo, the eyes. Let me raise up so you guys can see it. Boom, the eyes. And uh, no. with the Mago Santino uh, website on it. But yeah, no. this is. My other question relating to that is, did you ever do those crazy shows in the Anaheim marketplace? Or was that after? Or is that before your time? No, I know what you're talking about, but yeah. I only worked there one time. Uh -huh. I only worked there one time. But um, yeah, I actually worked. Um, I used to like when I first started, I worked in the American Sports Center, which is like like pretty much right next door, <laughs> like, yeah. right down the road. I did a lot of shows for John Ian there um, with uh, Mach One there. So uh, when I went to Anaheim, I was there more so than the uh, marketplace. Yeah, that that place was nuts. Like all the Rudos used to come hug me for heat and stuff. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it, it was crazy. And then like randomly, SEMA would be there doing shows like. You're like, what? He came from Japan. Where? Wh how is he here right now? Right. You know, and yeah, it, it was some weird stuff. I remember Mach 1. I was an AWS guy for quite some time, too. Right. Right. I've had a lot of good matches. Yeah. So Southgate area or? or your... Yeah, I lived, in, um, I lived in Chino. Okay. So, so Frank and Sons was like right there, you know, where, where Martin is. Uh, his first shows where he had the store there and everything, you know? Right. And that store was incredible. That yeah. store was incredible. It, yeah. It took wrestling and comics to a whole new level. I mean, they would have tapes of just stuff that I'm like, I'm for sure. Somebody recorded this. This is not like a tape that was ever released. Like somebody legitimately had that tape and was recording the footage at their house and kind of labeled it up and, 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 you know, sat it in the store and was like hey well i'll just sell it now but yeah they had some footage that it was very rare and hard to find there yeah frankincense was awesome it still is they still do autograph uh signings there too as well from time to time from yeah, what i see in where here. was there recently and i'm like whoa they're still doing it because yeah. like yeah i don't i don't live over by there anymore i live over by like six flags magic mountain now so i'm like okay Wait. valencia valencia huh yeah, like, i grew yeah. up in valencia I live gotcha. in Kistik. Byron lived in Valencia, but yeah, like the only shows we get out here are once in a while in Newhall, there'll be a show, but that's about it. Well, right. I, that's where I debuted in that building in Newhall. Mm -hmm. I debuted in uh, Newhall in the, uh, my first first match. The American it, Legion Hall there. Yep. 
that's where I had my first match at. Yeah, that is awesome. That's yeah, a you cool always complain, Casey, but you had better stuff out here than I ever did in Cleveland. You were close to some good stuff, man. We got nothing. Well, are you complaining, Mister? I used to go to original ECW shows. <laughs> you had to drive to Philly, <laughs> fool. You know how far away Philly is? I have no idea. I don't because that's like me telling you to drive to Portland for a show. <laughs> Philly ain't close, man. We had to work for that junk. Man, I would love to drive to Portland for a show like Playboy Buddy Rose and uh, Piper. Piper, yeah. Oh, good stuff. You had you had uh, you had Art Bar turning into yeah. Beetlejuice, and then, <laughs> then the Juicer in WCW. But yeah, Portland's great. I, I think the only reason we have footage of Portland right now is because uh, Playboy Buddy Rose was like one of the first people with a VCR. So he just taped everything he was on and like everything that you see now is from his collection, which is kind of cool. Wow, that is cool. Because, <laughs> man, we lost everything in California. I was talking about that uh, when Chavo Sr. passed about how they would just tape over the next week with the previous week's tape, you know, and just kind of all the footage was lost due to that thing ever man i mean that's how they lost half the doctor who stuff too it's like how how the fuck did you guys lose entire seasons of television shows well (laughs) no one really kept shit before so they didn't know there would be a market for it and you would never (laughs) rerun wrestling i mean lucha underground's like the first show that really does that and plays old episodes i mean like it would happen a little bit on some of the weird LA channels with Lucha. Like you'll see the same four shows in a loop once in a while, which is totally weird. And I don't know why they do it, right. but uh, yeah, I, they, they didn't know there was a market for it. Luckily they do now. And we're able to see like the first two seasons on Netflix, of Lucha underground yeah. and a couple Yeah, of I mean, they would repackage matches sometimes and do another yeah. new show, but nobody would ever really rerun the whole same show. Except WCW, so. they do those all nighters once in a while, which were kind of cool. I know me and Byron used to watch them a lot, and then you, well, you and, even, like, and even sometimes they used yeah. to they used to show full length matches of the pay per views like early in the morning, like five six in the morning. Like yeah. I remember, I used to see, like you know, I would wake up, I'm like, what's this? And it'd be like, you know, Sting versus Flair from some pay per view that they had did, <laughs> and it was like, oh wow, like you know what I mean? So like, yeah, they did used to do that a lot. I, I remember waking up at six o'clock every Saturday morning to see the WCW Saturday morning show. There you go. Yeah. I did not need to wake up that early on a Saturday. <laughs> that's, that's the only reason why I would be awake as well. I got, send send a, I got to send a shout I got out. To out to, to, uh, matches. <laughs> sorry. I got to send a shout out to the homie Urban. He says I straight up stole some of his questions that they had asked Famous B. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the la- hey, no, Urban, to tell, Urban to tell you that I made the last um, Real Hills podcast famous. He, he, I, he did. I heard that episode. It was pretty good. <laughs> I often tell people I don't listen to their show, but I did listen to that episode. And well, I, they I'm, had him on three times. Like I, I, yeah. I know I heard the third one, or I remember the third one because that's the most recent one. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I ever heard the first one though. Oh, dude, they're all good. Yeah, like they're totally worth going back and listening if they're um if they've still got the archive up. I don't know if they do. Well, but Urban's gonna start posting some of that stuff on video. So Probably. there's all it's all love between us and the heels, y'all. Just don't don't think yeah. that we're hating. It's not a twitwild thing. So 
If uh, there there's, a, there is no beef amongst the the, the Lucha Underground um, community. There's no beef at all. So guys, go and check out. Like, if you want to hear more of Famous B, it's not in our archives. It's in the Last Real Heels archive. So hit at Urban Heretic one eight seven on Twitter and ask him where you can find those episodes too. Because I know B dropped some serious knowledge on those. And plus, the heels are fucking hilarious. Yeah, yeah. I don't know yeah, if it's cool. intentional or not, but they're hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. It's got to be a gimmick, right? Right. We hung out with them in person, dude. It's not. It's I not don't know like, where the gimmick starts and the gimmick ends, man. I'm not. I mean, I'm not the one to ruin anybody's kayfabe. Like, I don't know where what their deal is. And that, hey, those episodes are great, though. So everyone, bug Urban right now. Slide into his DMs if you have to. Well, and I, honestly, I, they're the best. They're the best uh, episodes ever of a podcast of three dudes having a conversation and you don't know where the kayfabe line is at all. <laughs> like when you're in full character or they're in full, like I have no clue listening to those. I was yeah. like, I don't know if anything I just heard was real shoot or what the fuck just happened. <laughs> it's all entertaining. entertaining. And that's all that matters. All that matters. <laughs> all <is> entertaining. <laughs> All right, B, you got anything else you want to plug? Me and Casey got to talk about this this face-off show here in a minute, but I want to give you a chance to throw anything else out there before we let you go. Oh, man, go ahead and do you guys thing, man. Um, thanks for having me on, man. It was a pleasure, man. We got to definitely uh, build up our archives now of uh, oh, for sure. <laughs> episodes here. But uh, in all seriousness, I'd like to thank you guys for having me on. I would also like to thank the believers, thank the fans, everybody who um, supports the show, who supports Lucha Underground. And like you said, it's it's all about just sharing uh, to as many people as you possibly can. And, um, you know, I just, you know, like to thank everybody out there for supporting me, for supporting the show. And um, I love doing it, you know, and, um, you know, it, it's, it's a beautiful thing. So check me out on Twitter at FamousB23. Um, you can find me also on um, Facebook. You can check out some of my uh, independent matches on my YouTube channel, which is also Famous B23. And um, it's all love, man. And um, I'm just happy that I can be in this business that I love, that I sacrificed to be in, that I struggled to be in. And um, I'm happy now that I know for a fact that I made the right decision at the time that I made the decision to do it because I can talk to great people like you guys and I can have great fans like all the people who support me and um you know this is this is why i did it you know to be in this community in this bubble so thank everybody and um you know thank you guys for having me on well absolutely you're welcome anytime and for real when you get the uh pro wrestling tees store up and whatnot and you got some stuff you want to sell even if it's only for five minutes just let me know we'll have you come in so you can drop the plug yourself and get Sweet. people hyped up on that merch because we know that that's the important stuff man people gotta people gotta eat y'all yeah, yeah. You already know. <laughs> you know, you and, know, and we all know that everybody got to wait for a minute before they get back to that taping money for Salute Underground. <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, it's, it's funny and it's not funny at the same yeah. time. Like it's real, y'all. Let's 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 keep all these workers, you know, employed and keep their merch selling in the in these down periods, whatever. Because you know, got to got to keep it real. Got to keep that money flowing for everybody. So. Um, thank you again for joining. And and next time too, you know, I promised Holly too that we'd have her uh, give her a chance to swing through because I did hit her up at the last minute today. Like, hey, you want right. to? She's like, of course I want to do it, but I can't. Screw you guys. Right. <laughs> so we'll have, to, we'll have to have you guys maybe both come back through, plug some t-shirts, and holler at us again. 
Absolutely, man. Sounds like a plan, man. Definitely will do. All right, B. Thanks for stopping by. Appreciate it, brother. No problem, my man. Peace. Word. Oh, dude, that was awesome. But Justin, awesome. you know what was not awesome? What was this not thing? awesome? What did I do wrong this time? No, the ending of Face Off this week. I, I, I yelled "fuck you" at my screen at work that I was watching it on. So yeah, what the hell? I, the out. whole episode they're selling me on an elimination episode, and the Bachelor did this junk this week too. They did like a forty-five minute episode. With where they like they just did a half an episode and then they said come back next week for three hours and then I watched Face Off after that and I'm like oh shit we're getting to an elimination and then they pull out this swerve of like hey more finishing touches more final touches and more final looks like yeah what? so the so the uh, the um, challenge was to make okay so they had a car it's some Hyundai car that they're plugging I'm not gonna give them any some Honda plug I'm not gonna give them. Any <laughs> Because they're not fucking paying us. If I'm going to plug anyone, it's going to be my bros with cool wrestling sites or podcasts or whatever. Or right. Motions. It was, it was some, it was the Korean version of Honda, I think. One of those. I don't remember. Whatever it is, dude, they, so they plug this car for like 20 minutes so they don't have time for an elimination. And then they, they do a thing, which is a dope challenge. They have all these Mad Max looking cars and they say, all right, you got to pick one of these cars. You have to create a character that's the driver of this car. And you have to use three of the car parts that are in the box in front of the car in your makeup, which is pretty cool. Which was awesome. And and the first thing that came to my mind is how the hell is Emily going to even be in this challenge? Knowing damn well, she's never seen a post-apocalyptic anything. She's never seen a Mad Max movie. She's never seen Death Race. She's never seen anything with a car in the apocalypse ever she probably she might have seen water world <laughs> but that's not even cars god she might have seen the water world stunt show at universal studios but i could barely make it through water world I, I, anyway anyway post-apocalyptic sig and george fucking killers knock it out of the park they're into this already they're fucking monsters when it comes to makeup um but yeah, I mean, let's talk about Sig and George real quick because that that makeup was amazing. They did like a this buzzsaw mohawk thing on the top, but it was split into two pieces. Then it was like a burn victim, but there was like talisman engravings into the makeup and weird stuff. And it was like the attention to detail for how short a period of time they had to work on this particular piece was phenomenal. Was just dude, and she beautiful. had. She had the arm gauntlets that had buzzsaws on them, like fucking Blackie Lawless from Wasp. Shout out to Blackie Lawless, you fat piece of shit. Nice reference. I like it. I dig it. Yeah. He, he's fat as shit now. Um, like worse than Byron even. But All those uh, guys, I, mean, I saw Adam Ant not too long ago, and he's like three Adam Ants now. And he's just wide. He's not even fat. He got wide. It's so, so weird. It's like, smashed he's like it. Adam Cockroach now or something? Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> Like when he's running around singing Goody Two Shoes trying to be sexy. I'm sorry, I don't know how I got off in this Adam Ant thing. It's just, yeah. just weird. He's just wide. All my heroes are wide. Dude, Wasp is an amazing band. I I wish they would have done the Buzzsaw cod piece too, just because I fucking want one so bad. Uh, I'd settle for the gauntlets. Um, but yeah, the um, the thing that's a little concerning. Yeah. Is um. You could tell Emily never saw any of these movies because they they made a Cenobite from Hellraiser. It was not a post-apocalyptic character. Who's uh, Emily and uh, Tyler? 
Yeah, it it looked like something either. I said it looked like the apocalypse version of a Tropicana showgirl. Kinda. I thought it looked like a Tropicana showgirl open the lament configuration. You know, a lot of piercings, head all stretched out, skin flayed off of it. Well, but Uh, then why were the judges being so nice too? At first, when they were all taking their their closer looks, they were saying like, you know, this really misses the mark. And one judge brought it up or whatever. But I would have floored them over it. like i don't care how good it is like you can't like come into a challenge to do something from the apocalypse and then do an awesome grover muppet oh and you know who i we didn't talk about the guest judge who was <laughs> as bad of a judge as he is a director um <laughs> you w- don't like paul ws no first of all we we had a nickname for him in grad school paul who gives a shit anderson and um the guy's career like exists in evil movies, man. I like the first one. Now they just exist to keep his wife employed. It's like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. He's it, done some shite. He's done some pure crap. Yeah, yeah. You I mean, what do you Don think of the new? What do you think of his new Death Race? Didn't he do the Death Race? Whatever. I fucking hate those movies. I love the new Death Race. Roger Corman did. That was amazing. It's on. No, I I watched that whole thing too, and that the Aussie guy who play or Kiwi guy who plays the lead is actually really good acting through the whole thing. It's so weird, but it's awesome. I the the carnage in that movie and the murder is what those other Death Race movies needed, and also um, I can't watch a Jason Statham movie without laughing uh, because. The transporter, I'm not saying this is a bad thing. I'm just saying it as a fact. The transporter is the gayest movie ever made. Um, like gayer than Crank? Than, gayer than Elm Street 2. Um, wow, that's saying something. He oil wrestles a dude and then goes underwater and has to suck the air out of his mouth to breathe by kissing him. I get it. I mean, yeah. but maybe that's that's maybe that's the market. Maybe that's the target audience. Hey, it could be, and it could, they, you know, I feel like in 10 years, they're going to have a DVD and the writer's going to go, I thought it was all subtext, like the Elm Street 2 guy. It and ain't just ladies who like sexy men's. I'm just no, saying. It ain't my hey. thing, but maybe it's it's a thing. <laughs> I, I mean, hey, if that's, if that's what Cesaro wants to imitate with his looks, it's fine, fine with him. He does have uh, a Statham thing going, he right? Does, now, he does, but he is way more ripped than that dude, man. And yeah, yeah but um, the Death Race movie, they just, it was too serious. And they took out the killing the pedestrians, which is the fun part. Like, yeah, that was no. the best part. And, and, in the Corman movie, I mean, that's the whole gag, and it's it's perfect. It's hilarious. I mean, it's, a, it's yeah. a, as much of a social commentary as anything Romero did. It's amazing. And him as a judge was saying the exact opposite of what all the other judges that were that are industry award winning people all fucking said. Like he was the exact opposite. Hey, well, directors don't necessarily get along with their makeup people. Um, so he, other... they used, he knew what they were talking about. He was talking about oh, somewhat because he, he, he just didn't he agree. He said with like it. your fish skin looks like shit. And it did look like shit and it was fish skin and he knew that. And that's not the most common material for people that don't know what they're talking about. You know? Well, I mean, it was just a, it was an attention to detail thing, but I think maybe that's part of why they gave them second last looks or rushed them in the first place. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, what, what were some of the other ones? Like Ben and Evan had the, the burn victim flamethrower guy. That was 
it was decent cool. Yeah, it was decent. Like, with the mask, with the two layers and the green stuff in the middle. Yeah, he was cool. Now, was he, there a reveal of the mask or the burned face? Yeah. Or did, was the mask always off the whole time? He I took didn't... it off when he first came on stage because he uh, they didn't have it that it would stay there well because it didn't work the way they wanted it to. But um, I thought it was cool because it reminded me of Cropsy from The Burning, and that's like one of my favorite movies. So I was on board right away. If you guys haven't seen The Burning, it's the best slasher movie ever made. Better that than was, Halloween. Was good. There you go. And then what was the uh, Rachel engaged at that Captain Caveman looking thing? That was not not one of my favorite looks. That thing they, was not. It wasn't the judges' favorite looks either. If I okay, so what they did is they got the four bottom looks teams, or no, the three bottom looks teams, and they said, "You guys get another hour to improve the makeup based on what we said was shitty." And that was one that I would have sent them home for that makeup. If I had to pick from the bottom looks, theirs was the, the Rachel bottom. Engage? Yeah. That was and bad. <laughs> what sucks, though, is Team Merwolf was on the bottom looks, and this is their third week in a row on bottom looks. What was theirs? The, the sword thing? Theirs was the tank girl looking one that the makeup was too bright and fresh. Like, she had face paint on, but it looked like she just put it on. It looked like Ultimate Warrior getting ready for a match instead of Ultimate Warrior after he wrestled Hulk Hogan for 40 minutes, which is what a wasteland person should look like, you know. But uh, What's the um, one we didn't... Oh, we didn't mention uh, Kaylin and Melissa's? Yeah, that was the t that was Team Merwolf. That was theirs, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then... Uh, the arm. Oh, they had the arm thing. Were, like, uh, the were uh, fucking Adam and Logan that they're the oh, whole show was them that. hating each other. I got issue with it too, because the design on paper was awesome. Like I liked the flags coming out and this is supposed to be a motorcycle riding, uh, character with flags coming out. I thought would have been a genius touch. Yeah. Two swords, however, is a stupid idea. I agree that that's a stupid idea. You don't make a motorcycle rider with a two-handed weapon of any kind. They should have like a straight ninja sword or something that while they're riding a motorcycle, they could actually pull out and yeah. use. Like swords, you're, we're, who's controlling the bike? Right. It's like maybe if they're the rider along with someone else, but that was a bad idea. Um, and then the whole thing just looked chintzy. It didn't look like if I was going to put this performer on a motorcycle, it would hold up even through just a driving with no stunt. Like it didn't look like it would, would hold up for a second. So I, I had issue with it. But design-wise, it was one of my favorite conceptually. And drama-wise on the show, those guys were just butting heads. And it was it was the most like interpersonal drama you've seen on the show in a while. Because if you watch the early seasons, they were trying to play that shit up. But I think the audience is just like, we want to see the fucking makeup. Well, and they, and they have a whole group of serious pros here now, too. Mm -hmm. Not people who don't know what they're doing who are going to fight over it. These guys are guys who really know what's up. But right. And it does suck because it lost a lot in the paint. Uh, and that was one guy's fault. And if it's one guy's fault, they both go home. Right. Which is kind of fucked up right now. Cause usually when they do team stuff and they're only eliminating one person, they're like, who did what? And then they tell them and they're like, well, we hated yours, but we didn't hate yours as much. You're going home. You know? All right. So who would you have sent home? I would have sent home, uh, Gage and Rachel based on Same. theirs. Yeah. Okay, but I did, I did have serious issue with, um, the the Tyler and Emily one too, just because it wasn't 
the challenge at all. Yeah. Which Usually, is, no matter how good it is, if it's not the challenge, they shit all over it. Right. But they had immunity, so they couldn't be in bottom looks anyway. I felt like that would have been the thing. Hey guys, um, I know I said this earlier, so let me let me throw this at you now. Um, I got the the information on the Lucha Loot drop uh, that I wanted to give you guys. So, and I'm gonna I'm gonna straight read this because you know the the guys over at Master Publics and this this and because I didn't understand all of it. It was it's like a really cool setup. So basically, Lucha Loot is the only Lucha Libre themed monthly subscription box and it's the only box you're going to find with 100 authentic and officially licensed licensed merchandise from the luchadors including uh some exclusives that they have um so lucha loot has three different subscription options like we were talking about before there's the ten dollar a month lucha loot mini um it's like essentially a lucha of the lucha mask of the month club every month a new lucha mask direct from mexico city heads to your door they're the commercial type masks you often find outside the arenas in Mexico, sold in the U.S. around twenty bucks or so. Um, they're like good commercial grade masks. Um, so, and they the masks feature like zip up backs as opposed to like the the lower end shoestring masks. Um, and they're one size fits all. So that's the first one. That's Lucha Loot Mini. Then there's a twenty dollar a month standard chest, which gets you the mask a lucha themed t-shirt an autographed eight by ten the latest issue of the the magazine that master public does called rudo can't fail and it's lucha libre's only english language monthly publication um and usually one small additional item like a sticker or postcard or something so that's a i mean that's a big jump right there from the the mini to the standard chest that's a lot of cool stuff that you get in that then <coughs> excuse me there's the 30 dollar a month deluxe booty chest you got to love anything that's got booty in the title. <laughs> um, that gets you everything in the standard chest that we just talked about. Plus you get a more premium t-shirt, usually an officially licensed luchador shirt that can, you can normally only find at luchashop.com. And those are about 20 bucks themselves. Plus you get an additional items, uh, usually guaranteed, uh, <coughs> usually it includes a DVD sticker, postcard, more stuff. Um, the, that chest is guaranteed to be worth at least double the $30 price, at least. And usually it ranges from being worth about 75 to 80 bucks retail. So, <coughs> God, I'm choking. I lost my voice like a yesterday. I couldn't speak at all. It was crazy. Um, so three and six month subscriptions to each crate are discounted price uh, when the subscription's paid up front. Month to month subscribers are billed on about the second or third of each month until they cancel. So it ships worldwide. That's that's you, Meef. Crate ship out at the end of the month, and uh, cut off for ordering any month is the fifteenth, unless they sell out early. <laughs> they only get God, so man. much shit, so you got to get on it when you get on it. You know what so, I mean? Yeah, and it's exclusively available Lucha Shop, uh, LuchaLoot.com, and right now, even at LuchaLoot.com, you can use our discount code MMM Show. That's it. Three M's. This is how you do this, Byron. M M M S H O W. That's M M M Show. Put that in the code checkout. You'll get ten percent off your first crate if you use our code. Um, that's it. What the hell is going on? Oh shit! It's Luke Harper. What's up? It's Urbano Seximo. 
What's up? Can you hear me? Yeah. What's hey, dude, you, you look professional right now, like you're a streamer or something. What's up? Oh, yeah, something like that. Shout out to Fireball Whiskey. They're not paying me, but they damn sure, damn well should. <laughs> oh, okay. God, oh, dang, how do you do that with that stuff? Wait, I like this setup. You sound like nice and crisp in my head. Yeah, like, is this what kind of headset is that, bro? That's a good headset. Hold on, let me look. It's a Logitech PX3 wireless headset. Yeah, because Casey had his gamer headphones on, but the microphone was not nearly the quality that one Oh, is. dude, mine are just some piece of shit $20 X, uh, fucking PS4 headphones. <laughs> this is why. Uh, yeah, they're, uh, they're not Logitech. They're Turtle Beach. Turtle Beach. I'm a dumbass. Oh, <laughs> yes. That's where that's where Byron lives in Florida, is Turtle Beach. Mm. Sounds like I a big he has a turtle head hanging out right now. You want to see it? Well, not really. Brings the one who's not wearing pants. I thought we decided when that when I won the entire birthday thing and it became my birthday forever and all time yesterday. We, that never we weren't going to let Byron talk about where he lives anymore. I did purposely give Justin a uh, a birthday post on his wall. I did not give Byron one. Uh, hey, Urban, can you read this? Uh, Jay Ray has a. Jerry has a request that's probably backwards on the screen. No, it's not uh, backwards. It says I got it. I got I got that. you, Jay Ray. I got you, man. Oh no. Oh, <laughs> <new to> me. <laughs> well, we just got red flagged. No, it's oh. PG thirteen still. Yeah, you asked for it, buddy. It's Mel Boobies. Yeah. It's <laughs> not, not not against the code. It's like what's that eighties movie, Just One of the Guys? Didn't that still get a PG and have boobies in it? It was PG-13, and it's one of the greatest movies ever made. And Billy Zabka, fucking amazing in that movie. Yeah, uh, better than Karate Kid, I might even say. Did I piss Byron off so much that he quit the show? No, I don't know, but he should be here to talk about just one of the guys, because that movie was on every day on HBO, so I think I have the whole movie memorized. I love that movie. That's a good movie. I don't Nobody's know. Nobody's going scratch the and he's like, you got to get inside. You got to dig a little. Move things around a bit. Show him his boss. Speaking, wait, look. Speaking of '80s movies, and I didn't start the show off with this, but what's up? Rest in peace, Bill Paxton. Game over, man. Game, Game over. Over. Game fucking that over. Me, that bummed me the fuck out. Urban, you've seen Frailty, yeah? Or did you? Are you yes, gonna watch it? I've seen it. I've seen it twice. It's fucking great, right? I love it. Bill Paxton, movie. Bill Paxton is a madman, and uh, this is for Bill Paxton. Throw one down for Bill. He's the man. And, and John uh, Hurt. John Hurt. Yeah. Fucking um, Baldwin. I mentioned him earlier. Fucking Jim Helwig. Yeah. No, you're not getting into me. Nope. Not, that's that. No, and I'll throw Just one John down Hurt. for... Uh, I'm going to throw one back for Roman Reigns' push. Because that's dead, too. <laughs> Are we talking yeah. WWE? Do I need to bust out the comics? Look, uh, you do, you do, because I do have a couple things to say. They finally, I'm going to work backwards from SmackDown. They finally got around to setting up this freaking Randy Orton Bray Wyatt thing for WrestleMania. I need to watch that. No spoilers. No spoilers. Uh, Randy Orton burns down Abigail and the whole house. I've seen the picture of him doing that. <laughs> Sorry. That's like the <laughs> ultimate spoiler. I just gave you the whole entire ending. No, I know that happened. What did you cook, Byron? I'm cooking hash browns right now. I've had them in my freezer for like two months. Hey, man, those things never go bad. No. 
Um, or I, I watched Raw regrettably. Uh, by the way, um, regrettably, what was wrong with Raw? Well, Seth Rollins and his whole thing, just there's no interest. Uh, Samoa Joe is great. Also, um, watching. Wait, you don't care um, about the Seth Rollins Triple H thing or him trying to come back for WrestleMania? Like, clearly he's coming back if they did that, right? Oh, he's done a wrestle at WrestleMania. No, I don't care about it. I, they, they ruined all of that the first time he came back from knee injury. Like, there's no reason to really invest in Seth Rollins. It's going to be boring and not good. Even if, like, He's doing something kind of cool right now, like when he went on NXT and demanded uh, Triple H, and then when he got beat up by Smojo. It's just, it's all going to, it's just in the big picture, it's going to be boring, and there's no heat anywhere. I'm really surprised to hear you say that. That's the kind of garbage TV wrestling that I expect you to like. Uh-oh. <laughs> I like saying. I like the promo where um, Smojo and Cesaro were talking, and Cesaro... Looked like he was like a high school student who just took drama class for the first time. Hey, uh, can I give away something? Is Meef still watching? I don't know. I was about to actually see if I could get Meef, Meef on. I don't know there. if he's still watching. Uh, if, if, he didn't answer me before, but I think I want to give away something that uh, he would very much enjoy. Your, your boobs? Uh, no, no. I don't even enjoy those. Um, <laughs> I have a Lucha Underground comic, the first one, and I think he might enjoy it. And if he wants it, he can have it. He can DM me, give me your address. I will give it to you. I will ship it to you. Don't worry about paying me for shipping. I will take care of it. Wait, Aww. so Urban is doing a Last Row Heels giveaway on our show? No, it's a, it's a, no, it's MMM show. This is not about Last Real Heels. This is MMM show giveaway. <laughs> Urban has plenty of toys to give away. Oh, Casey, you have something to say about that. Hey, you know what I got to say about that is that you were talking WWE, so I actually took this, this, this Wildcats number four. It was still in its plastic that originally shipped with it so that it could have the, the Deathmate trading card in it. And... It's it's got the best comic smell. Wow, my Stone Cold sounds better than that Stone Cold. Yeah, I think they got Larry the Cable Guy to do that version. What's up there, Meef? Hey. Did you just did you hear what Urban just said to you? I did. I just I just just heard it. As I was switching over. That's very wonderful. And magical. Oh wow! This comic sucks. That one's good. This one sucks. What am but I reading? Oh, so Casey, good, dude. you'll like the one that I'm reading. Check this out. One of the original versions from the toys of the uh, one of the Masters of the Universe comic books. I I got. I'll show you something, Justin. I'll show you something. Um, well, that's legit vintage. That's that's in near mint condition. That's actually worth about thirty six bucks now. Let me wow. show you something, Justin. Which which comic is that? What's the title of that one? King of Castle Grayskull. King of Castle Grayskull. Well, it is in this right here, which is the greatest thing that any of you could buy. And I I don't have a code for you or anything, but this right here is every single 
mini comic. Look at how big this shit is. Good lord! Wow, so that's got that's got this in it. That's in it. Yeah, that's in it. Are you excited because the He Man probably has a wrestling boner on the cover of that? (laughs) I think my valuation for this might have been a little high because I feel like the pages are 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 yellowing a little bit there. You know what, Justin? That's one of the original ones before they actually started using the cartoon story. So it's so Conan's like He Man. Oh, how did I make that mistake? Wow. is like a barbarian in it but yeah see it's right here dude yeah so this is pre i think this is pre-show yeah because the ones that have like the text are pre-show and then the ones where they actually have like word balloons and shit are after the show came out yeah there's no word balloons in that one it's 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 old i mean it's from the first email that i bought so um which would have so, been so- yeah before those what's up urban can uh can I ask Meef to do something for me? I have been asking this for a long time. I need Meef to say, "Shut up, you blue bark." <laughs> Sorry, I southerned it up. <laughs> blue really bark. Blue bark. Shut up, you blue bark. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna record that. Just put that on the endless loop, aren't you? That's fucking awesome. I'm gonna fucking steal that from your fucking site. <laughs> and he's gonna and it's later. He's he, that's gonna be in his earphones when he's. I'll mail it when he's you. having a wink. I will. I will British it up and say when he's having a wink. Uh, <laughs> the only thing that sucks about this book, you guys, is I'm the racist one. <laughs> uh, what would that be? The only thing that sucks is about like <laughs> this much of the book is Shira. That's not cool, man. Give Shira acceptably not cool. I wanted to talk He-Man with DJ and um, shit on that a little bit, be- but I'm sure he would just give Shira the belt anyway. So what? I think DJ's still going to come by in a couple of weeks. I don't know. He he couldn't do last week. We have we've had a lot of guests that are scheduled and then can't make it. We had another one that that uh, couldn't get off their plane in time to do the show, which sucks. But we'll get that one back too. Yeah, Eventually. it was. Uh, it was. By the way, the, um, you guys missed. <sighs> it's been a year since Hayabusa died. You know that that fucked me up when that happened, man. That was that was fucked up. He's uh, me and Byron probably were introduced to him through video games. Yeah, like WCW versus the World when he was Habanero. Habanero. Yeah, his name was Habanero because they all had fake names and shit. And, yeah, uh, but he would do the Phoenix splashing. You'd be like, holy shit, this guy's awesome. It's a cool video game, dude. And then when we learned it was a person, holy shit. Yeah, I remember buying old FMW. Like before FM, there was like a slight time when FMW started putting out English language DVDs with the worst fucking commentary you will ever hear in your life. Uh, through Tokyo Pop was the company that did it. And, uh, which was pretty much an anime and manga company and they did their own versions of FMW. But before that I was buying that shit from high spots on VHS and, uh, sometimes you'd get the wrong tape. And, uh, like, I I think the first one I had with him on it was best of the explosion matches where every match on the tape was an explosion death match. And uh, they had a good one with him versus Onita in a cage, which was great. 
and uh they had one that was uh hayabusa and um and masato tanaka versus mr pogo and terry funk it was pretty amazing and that one um they cut off hayabusa's mask during the match and we're calling him a piece of shit afterwards and stuff and mr pogo gave uh tanaka a few of those scars that you would see in ecw with a sickle uh which is pretty fucking great but um his hayabusa could do those matches but he really shined doing just like crazy high flying shit and uh, a lot of fans that only watch american wrestling didn't really get to like he had one match in ecw that it was him and Shinzaki versus Sabu and RVD that I honestly thought was a letdown. Uh, I think they had jet lag. Like the match didn't turn out like the crazy match you thought it would be. Um, but um, if you watch some of his Japanese stuff, you'll be pretty amazed by some of the stuff that he does. And his Phoenix Splash is as good as a lot of the guys are that do it now. I don't think Neville's touches his at all. Uh, as far as like execution, smoothness, gracefulness, anything like that. Uh, and Neville's it, is good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I mean, not bad, but right. I mean, he did the falcon arrow too, bad. which everyone and their fucking mother does a falcon arrow now. But you know, he did it first, and uh, he also uh, had a firecracker lit in his ass once during a match. So, Casey, are you saying that you're a fan? Yeah, I mean, I mean, pretty much everyone that watched wrestling around that time internationally was a fan. I don't think there was anyone that was watching any Japanese wrestling that he was on that didn't like him and didn't think that he was something special. And uh, when he actually got out of the wheelchair and walked for his, re- you know, the retirement thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I shed oh, some in tears. I, I'm not going to fucking got really dusty in the room and shit and yeah but uh it sucks because he wasn't gone much later than that it was only like a few months right yeah thanks. but yeah yeah i i'd say like highlights are definitely you know his feud with mr ganasuke because they both came up together and there's a lot of weird angles with it including the Hayabusa gimmick switching between them and shit like that. You know, that's always cool. And uh, his team with Shinzaki was something special. You'll see them on a lot of All Japan shows. They were usually in a lot of the tag leagues and stuff like that. They didn't usually fare so well in the tag leagues because, you know, All Japan kind of hated junior heavyweights. But, you know, they were there and they did some cool shit. I love when Casey gets excited. Speaking of excited, Meef, Mr. Getting to Finally See Pentagon across the pond what was that like yeah i i i was a five-year-old girl uh-huh. um i got rather excited um and i ended up shaking whilst trying to give him some marker pens uh and he i ended up he came outside the ring and he ended up um, kind of like leaning his head on my shoulder so i gave him a little man hug for casey thank you thank you i hope it was uncomfortably um, I- long Oh, it it was a bit weird. Um, but the the one moment when he got drop kicked out of the ring and he landed on my lap, and I was like, "Oh, okay, he's just having a little sit down, chilling out." And then I heard footsteps and realised I'm about to die. So I, I quickly dove out the way as um, 
everybody else died. Which it's is sensible. Uh, let's see that smile. That means you, inside, right? like, you listen to our show and you know when to move. I like mm-hmm. this. Oh, yeah. What was insane was it was actually in a nightclub. <laughs> uh, but, like, the ceiling was maybe six foot above the ring. Oh, oh that's man. the best. So there's not... Yeah, and like where we were ringside, there was literally no one behind us in seats apart from like these booths you can buy, and we were about two, two and a half foot away from the ring, so it was like I'm gonna die if anybody goes over the top rope, <laughs> and luckily, the the spot basically the turnbuckle actually the top turnbuckle broke, the top rope came off, um like do you know the do you know the really stupid the Irish guy on um the UK tournament. T-Bone. Yeah. Right. He whipped he whipped this guy who changed changed his name to Charlie Garrett or whatever. Or Charlie Sterling now, sorry. And he whipped him against the rope and it actually broke the uh, bolt that holds the rope in. Take it it snapped. <laughs> yeah, it snapped and like basically it went flying off and he went, oh, like, it looked brutal. I thought he'd actually snapped his neck at one point. It was quite worrying. And then that was just before Penta's first match, and it was which was against um, Paige's brother. Really? What's he sound like? Casey? Yeah, I wonder. Oh, you know, actually, she spoke very highly of Pentagon recently, so I'm not going to make fun of her anymore. Dude, she she's got friends and fans in in our universe now. If I got to share my my first time meeting Pentagon too, because I look gangsta as fuck right here. <laughs> I, I, look, I looked really, really, really um, sheepish. Is the best way to put my picture. I think here's our other one. This is this is Byron's first time meeting Pentagon, but I'm there too. And he's smiling. The people were saying on your Facebook, he never fucking smiles. He's smiling right here. He's our bud. He's hanging he's out probably, with him. He was probably on. So. You know, when he saw us come in, he gave us the bro hug handshake, too. We were um, so excited. Yeah. By, see, and then Byron got a boner and ruined it forever. I mean, dude, if, if I were Pentagon and I saw Byron, I would smile, too, because Byron owns, like, Four thousand dollars worth of Pentagon masks. masks. Oh, you're gonna talk about Pentagon masks for a solid Steve, month. What do you have to say about that? What? Me? Uh, Did well, you get a mask? I got two. <laughs> <laughs> I was, Damn! How much did I'm, that cost? I'm not. I'm not allowed to mention how much they cost. They were cheaper mm-hmm. than I usually pay. That's all I can say. And when I turned up, he didn't have any out. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, oh. Have you got any masks for sale? So he was like, Do you want a mask? Told me the price. And then he kind of like excitedly ran off to get them out of his bag for me. Well, hell and yeah. That, his day. That, was his, that was his pub money right there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he, he likes Subway. Really? Eat fresh. Yeah. I, um, I did that thing of like, I get really kind of worried about English people because they're twats. Um, and basically, they wouldn't think twice about taking the picture, mm-hmm. you know, where he's not wearing his mask. Mm-hmm. And he happened to walk out between the two shows when, and like nip out for some food. And there was a queue of people outside and I just was no sold it. And then stood 
because the, the subway was just across the road. So I thought, if anybody works it out, I'm going to run over there and punch them. <laughs> just lay them out cold. Yeah. That's and then hide guy. their body somewhere. You see, I got to th- think it's a bit harder for him to um, be incognito being a Mexican luchador walking around in England as opposed to Southern California where he could Can probably we talk about him being and... incognito in Southern California, Justin, when he showed up at PWG Bola with everyone else in their masks and he has a t-shirt over his head with his face hanging out and he's walking in with Phoenix, Drago, and Aerostar. What are people going to think? <laughs> that you're the new valet? <laughs> maybe, maybe. Translator. You know translator. what? People were respectful. They, no one took a picture. No one was a dick. No one said, "Hey, Pentagon, what's up?" Well, I mean, that's yeah. a room full of smarks, so I would hope so. But like, like you know, me for saying in the middle of England at a wrestling show with a you know twelve foot ceiling clearance. Yeah, that could Dude, be a problem. Yeah, no, Part of being a respectful no is being is pretending that you don't know who they are with their masks off, even if you. Do. Well, that's the okay. thing, is over here, they don't really care for Lucha Libre. They don't know any of the traditions. They don't They don't honor things like that. So I'm, I'm, I'm as you kind of guessed by what I just said about meeting him, I'm a massive uh, mark. Yeah. But it was like when Phoenix was over here, he was doing the same thing. He was walking around, and I'd actually clocked him before I actually met him without his mask on. And I was like, not going to say a word? And then when I seen him later on, he kind of just gave me this look, kind of nudge, nudge, wink, wink. And I was like, don't do that. <laughs> like, you bitch. And he's just walking well, around he casually. I'm going, paranoid about it, too. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised that he wasn't like, well, you know. He was stood outside, but it, not like, like Pentagon literally walked out the building, walked across the road. And like Phoenix was actually like walking around in the foyer bit. I was like going, dude, you're the only Mexican here. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it was I awesome. <laughs> I went to a PWG show once where Kikutaro wrestled the Necro Butcher, which was fucking amazing. And um, the first thing I saw when I got out of my car to go to the show, and I knew I was in the right place, was Kikutaro outside smoking. And he was outside smoking full gimmick with the fucking mask on. Yeah. Necro Butcher. The show wasn't starting for like three hours. And, uh, that's that's awesome, and it, it's funny though because Kikutaro has wrestled without the mask, and his mask just looks like his face anyway. But he still had it on. Hey guys, is there any other um, lucha news that we need to discuss this week? Did anybody get their stuff trademarked? Did anybody quit AAA? Uh, Impact CML Wrestling let talent go, so now they can have El Patron and La Rebellion. Half of La Rebellion. Well, let's let talent go. Who who got let go? I mean, you're talking about the Hardys going free agents. The Hardys, yes, they were going anyway. Uh, they were always going to WWE. Um, Mike Bennett in in his plus one. You know, Drew Galloway's a big motherfucker, and you don't realize that until you see him in person. Until you see him lose to Speedball Mike Bailey. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, or you see him, or you see him corpse during a slow motion spot in the ten man match. He PW. was he had to put his head on the turnbuckle because he was laughing so fucking hard. <laughs> well, now look, obviously we're we're here, so we're not watching TNA right now. I'll probably watch it later. But um, did anybody show up there today? Did Garza show up? Did ADR uh, actually show yeah, up? Yeah, actually, Alberto showed up. 
ADR was supposed to be the big surprise, but they tweeted it before he fucking aired on the show, so it's not a surprise. Well, why would you yeah, do a, why would you want a surprise to a point six audience when you could announce a surprise and get a point nine? I don't know. It's Alberto. You sure it doesn't make it a point three? No, of course it goes up. People go down. It's going to be great until he starts no showing. Dude, Although, he's El Presidente of Combate Americas. I, all I, I gotta say, he got his head the, kicked off. When Alberto left, um, the ratings went up all the seasons after he left in Lucha Underground. I'm just saying. That's a coincidence. That's coincidental. Sounds like somebody wants to be the new page. Damn. Damn. It was my birthday yesterday, Poppy. Will you sing to me? <laughs> Uh, this is so racially offensive, Casey. If I was from across the pond, I would kick somebody's ass right now. No, because me for Paige, and I, I kind of suck at any other accent, so I can't, I can't make it sound like she's from where she's really from. Me, if I've been meaning to tell you, if you have HBO Go, one of the movies on there right now is King Ralph. That movie is amazing. I've learned everything there is to know about the British culture through King Ralph. That's like saying you learned everything about Africa from coming to America, which I know you also believe. Wow. That's a good movie, but it's not, it doesn't take place in Africa. What the fuck? I'm lagging out, Anna. No, you know, I, uh, I learned everything I know about England from Benny Hill, I think. Nah. Which made me really it, like uh, England a lot. I learned it from Judge Dredd comics, but those wow. are in America. I just imagine everyone's, you know, is everybody watching movies? Going like, to the underground, up? and they're like, and then there's like boobs, and then boobs, boobs. Like that's that's my impression of England. No, just I, I don't know. You got you gotta you gotta look up the the action force, the British version of GI Joe. You'll like it. With Baron Ironblood. Yeah, I I I looked that shit I'll up. I'll be done with that. Oh, hey, you know what? I forgot to talk to you about Casey. Um, what my dashing good looks? A uh, a certain lay and pray artist that is coming back officially now against yes, against Meef's champion Michael Bisping. Fuck yeah. You know what? You know what, Meef? I'm on your side. I hope he fucking kills Frenchie. Sorry to all our French listeners. Sorry there, Pierre. Sorry, Jacques. You can't get any more racist. Now you're racist against the French that are from Quebec? Uh, I'm part Canadian. Canadian. I'm part French Canadian. Yeah, so am I. Really? So, yeah. You guys, are, you, guys, you guys are like... I can't give you the comic. You guys should dress up like the Quebecers and like wear your red vests and have your little stun sticks saying, we're not the Mounties. Uh, this is so wrong what happened. But So what do you think about this GSP return, Casey? You think it's stupid? You think it's a good idea? UFC going to make some money? Oh, they're going to they're gonna make some money, but um, I want Bisping to beat him. Unless- but this is the right matchup, right? Because it's actually like you don't really know who's going to win, right? Right, right. And you know what? If GSP comes to the ring to the fabulous Rougeau brothers, All-American boys, I will cheer for him. I mean, I was excited. I, I'm happy that they got the deal done. We don't like heavy metal. We don't like rock and roll. All we ever listen to is Barry Manilow. 
of dear old. You have such Oh, dear lord. I know all the fucking words to all American boys except for the French parts. But the the thing is, in French, they're shitting on America the whole time. And it was supposed to be an angle that never came out. They just turned heel regularly. I think they were going to say, like, oh, we learned about the French in their song, and they're shitting on America while they're praising it in the English lyrics. It's it's fucking amazing. Fire tonight, man. I love it. Um, all right, but I, I, love that. I, I love I, I like the matchup. I'm glad they brought him back. I feel bad for everyone else in the weight class because yes, it's holding up everyone, but I don't care because everyone else in line is a stone cold killer that's going to hold up the division even more by being good. I'd rather Bisping get his chance to whatever. All right, Herman's got something to say. What? You can hear me, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Because yeah. I don't see a fucking volume thing on my. Oh, I see it on ours. Your green yeah, bar. Okay, yeah. Um, look, GSP, he was fucking awesome when he was champ, and then he went away and whatever. Yeah. But I think it's going to be lay and pray, and then you got Michael Bisping. Because GSP's man, he's a fucking points fighter. He is. That's what he does. But Bisping there's, nothing wrong, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with it. Bisping's right. kind of a jab and run kind of guy too, so I mean they're both the yeah. opposite style point fighters, which yeah. is going to be a Ben Hill film. It is going to be running in out of that ring. It's going to be <laughs> and entering the ring to yakety sacks, Michael yeah. Bisping. Yes, <laughs> that would be fucking amazing. I would pay sixty dollars just for that, but I do have to say, guys, what we're not thinking of is what. What did GSP do in his off time? Okay. He got in a fight with Captain America, bro. Oh, did he? He fought a guy with super soldier serum in his system. Okay. He was back truck the leaper. He took the shittiest Marvel character just so he could get his hands on it. That's back truck the leaper. Back truck the leaper. (laughs) But you know what? He took the shittiest character just so he could get his hands on that son of a bitch chris evans and fuck him up and he lost did you say did you say he's the shittiest marvel character he's in the running batrock the leaper because that would be cyclops ah yes that guy's a fucking pussy ass bitch yes is a piece of shit say it me you can say it don't don't want to say crayon munching cunt yeah, yeah, okay. that as well. Fuck it. <laughs> I I like I like Cran Muncher. Like I think that's gonna be a new official insult on the show. It's so uh, good. When I heard it, I actually cried in with laughter. <laughs> I heard the red ones taste like mint. Amazing. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, oh my god, you guys, did you see the news from Nintendo about the Switch? What's up What's with up? that thing? I heard John Cena uh, loves it. They, um, apparently, some of the guys, I think it's probably Giant Bomb. If it wasn't Giant Bomb, it was probably Giant Bomb. Uh, they decided to taste one of the Switch cartridges, and they're like, holy shit, this tastes fucking disgusting. And it probably turns out be- Nintendo put horrible taste crystals in the Switch cartridges so that kids wouldn't swallow them because, you know, they're like little like DS. awesome. Never mind, great. it's a petroleum-based product. But... <laughs> If you're going to do that and you're going to publicize it, first thing everyone's going to do is put one of those fucking cartridges in their mouth. Yeah, I'm going to do that right now with a DS cartridge. 
I'm off downtown now. I'm gonna buy a get sausage to do it. Just to eat it. What are you eating, Urban? Uh, uh oh. God, he's got. Is that Persona Q? Don't eat that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's actually pretty fun. Yeah. Those are not biscuits. That's not. Those aren't crisps. I'm sorry, Meef is here. Crisps. Can you imagine, can you imagine explaining this? How did Urban die <laughs> on a live podcast? He to death on <laughs> Eating BS crisps. He, he got pursued he, he his life. throat while a cigarette lit a fire around him in the barn. Uh, All right. Hey, I got to give some quick picks for UFC this weekend because I promised a few people my picks tonight. Um, I say Mark Hunt beats the living mess pods out of Overeem. Agreed. Um, Mike Hunt. I think uh, Lando Groovy Venata is going to get the win over Tamer. Um. I want to see Rashad win, and he's got a guy he can win against, so I'm going to pick him anyway over Kelly. It's got to be Rashad. Here's uh, where, well, I, you never know. This could be the last run for Rashad, but it's like if, if he really can't beat this guy, it's a tune-up fight. If he cannot beat this guy, he has to hang it up. There's no I think two ways about it. you shouldn't be coming and getting fights when you claim brain damage before. That's... And that was the New York State Athletic Commission finding something irregular that they just didn't know how to explain in time. But New York is is new to this whole MMA thing, as we're seeing. That's um, true. That's very true. <laughs> and then what should be the headlining fight, uh, Ferguson versus Nurmagomedov. Everyone hates my pick. I'm going to pick Tony El Kakui Ferguson, and I'm going to tell you why. Right. But, I, like, I love Khabib, but I think Kakui's going to win. Because I feel like Khabib is one-dimensional, and he's really good at that one dimension, but I feel like Tony is the right guy to finally expose that. Now, where Tony could lose is if he tries too hard for a submission, if he really thinks, oh, I'll just let Khabib take me down and then I'll tie him up in something. He could do that, but I think that that's a 50-50 shot and he should avoid that. I think he should work the outside. People don't know how good a boxer Tony Ferguson is. I've stood next to that dude in the gym. I've seen his footwork. I know how he can box. Khabib's got none of that. I mean, Tony's a dude who will hit the speed bags and then throw in elbows and knees on the speed bag while it's still going. I used to be able to do that. I did that too, and then I got hit in the face with the fucking speed bag, so I stopped. (laughs) Yeah, those people don't realize that shit hurts too. It's not on a spring. It's fucking metal chain and that leather with a lot, a lot of stripes on the outside that will score you up good. Yeah, just get a line down your fucking face. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I've I've been hitting the dome plenty of times by speed bags because I am not. I just I film it and then put it in slow motion. I'm sorry, speed it up. Sorry. So put my music over the top. And I'm not saying I'm not saying that Khabib is bad. I mean, I think that these are the two best guys in the world at 155 in any you know promotion out there. Period. The two best guys in the entire world at 155 pounds. I'm glad it's for an interim belt. It should be for the main belt. But I also really like Connor, so I'm kind of glad it's not. I'm glad he's going to have his uh, bullshit claims when he comes back that he's still the 45 champ, that he's still the 55 champ, and then he can build some more money fights for everybody. Um, and I feel sorry for Connor being on the the receiving end of either Khabib or Tony. The best thing he could do would be to never defend the 55 belt either and uh, go and make a bunch of money in boxing or something else because facing either of those guys for Connor's bad news. Um, but I really do think Tony is the one guy in that 55 pound division that can actually expose Khabib 
and get the win over him. I, I think it, it goes long uh, and it's not pretty. And it's going to be a five rounder because it is for the interim title now. So even though they're not the main event, um, Tony's got his work cut out for him because he has to last all five rounds. And I think that I think that he can. And I think it's going to give Khabib fits. Now, Tyron Woodley, my man, Sage Northcutt's new surrogate uncle versus Stephen Wonder Boy White Bread Thompson. Um, this is going to be a good fight. It's going to be a great fight. And I have to say, I honestly will be happy with either one of these guys walking out the champion. We've already seen this fight. It wasn't as great the first time. I believe that Wonder Boy was not 100%. Um, but I also think Tyron figured out some good things about Wonder Boy in that match. I think they may have figured out both figured out some things about each other. So I honestly expect a 100% different fight this time. Um, and I, I, I feel like I'm going to give the edge to Woodley. I feel like he's got the ability to grind him out. But this is a real close fight, in my opinion. I'm going to go with Woodley, but... I, I, I wouldn't be upset to see either of them win, and I think this is a very, very close fight. What do you think? Are you saying decision? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go with a five-round decision for Woodley. Hmm. Hmm. I know that's a tough call. I mean, uh, I think if it's going to be a knockout that Steven Wonderboy would be the one to get it, but Tyron's chin is tough too. Yeah, shit. Like I got, I got Woodley, but I don't know. I don't know. I feel like Wonder Boy learned enough about Tyron that Woodley couldn't ground and pound him out. I mean, I feel like I feel like Wonder Boy's looking for that and expecting it. So yeah, but sometimes you don't have a choice, Justin. So, sometimes someone just imposes their will so much that you're fucked. I'm excited. Is there anything good Probably on the undercards? Uh, look, undercard, undercard, man. I think they're all pretty standard. Like you know, um, I, I, you know, th yeah. There's nothing, nothing special that I'm seeing on there. There's some good fights, but there's nothing special. Um, so, Casey, no, wait, didn't didn't some more people quit AAA this week? Uh, yeah, people in the office quit AAA oh, this oh, week. Interesting. The graphic yeah. guy. Yeah. Um, came with, like Pentagon Dragos. Uh, there's uh, one of the PR guys left, and one of the inter the the internet guy left. And um, where's Oscar at in this? Hayashi. Oscar's one of the guys that left. Yeah. And Hayashi. Thank God. Yeah, Hayashi's Oscar. like gone. Yeah. Oscar is probably hanging out Oscar, with Yoni. <laughs> Oscar is one of the greatest dudes I've ever he met is, in my life. He is a wonderful person, and he never got credit. For all the cool shit that he did yes he actually really deserves a lot of credit and good guy probably follows all of us on twitter if we know it or not and is you know hey if he's gone i hope he finds a promotion that appreciates him and gives him the credit that is due to him well you think tna might be I that place a, like yeah i mean this, this, look one it, it seems like there's a, a, a crash TNA symbiosis going on here, and I, I feel like that that might be the, the way that some of these guys can make some money. Well, um, you know, he's it's a, a bad guy. scene for the, the Lucha Underground guys, though, because they can't do the TNA stuff, even if they can yeah. do the crash stuff. It sucks because he's a guy that brought 
AAA out of the fucking Stone Age when they were one step above a fucking GeoCities site. And uh, he didn't get a lot of credit for that. And if you think it's bad in AAA, CMLL's worse. And uh, because they they're the most fucking Luddite wrestling promotion I've ever seen in my life. But uh, yeah, it's like, dude, you got to be on the cutting edge of this stuff. And if the crash gets him, that's a good get. And if TNA gets him, it's a good get because they could use some help on that side, too, because their their website's kind of boo boo as well. Sometimes maybe he can just go work for AR Fox and get AR Fox on the Internet. Dude, I'm up for that. <laughs> I'm up for that. I'm sorry. I'm gonna I'm gonna seriously bust AR Fox's balls about it until he has a Twitter. You should just fly to Wrestle Reunion and like just follow him around all day. Or or WrestleCon, I'm sorry. It was Wrestle Reunion when I went and it was interesting. I got to I got to hug Masquerita Sagrada. I mean, no, Masquerita Dorada, the good one. Dorada. Dorada. What? What do you mean, the good one? What the fuck? Masquerita Dorada is probably top five best high flyers in the world. He just does not get the credit for it because he's a little person. He was Torito for way too long. Uh, Him and and Demas had a match. It was fucking great. Oh, man, it was awesome. And I got to see it in person. I was so happy. And, uh, yeah, uh, those guys, tremendous together. Urban, you just subscribed to the show that you've been on 12 times? Um, No, no, no. No, (laughs) fuck that. I've subscribed before, and for some reason, it unsubscribed me. Oh, he unsubscribed. He unsubscribed. Uh, I think that's something you gotta blame blame on YouTube. I have actually subscribed before. I even got a fucking live notification. You guys went live. Yeah, Twit because Wild, I'm subscribed Twit to Wild's Urban Heretic over here. Easy, don't be insulting people by oh. saying they're all up in Twit. Wow, that's not cool. Fucking Mask Bats and Chaos is Urban Heretic. <laughs> Fucking Lucha and Tills Urban Heretic. Oh over. God, that was the funniest internet drama of the whole week. Was that DJ was ribbon? Who are the guys? Uh, I think they're called Lucha and Chill now, which is a Mass Republic shirt. And uh, yeah, so these guys were like, "Oh, we want to start a Lucha Underground podcast." And DJ blatantly, blatantly ribbing them. Like this wasn't trying to be secretive at all. And he was like, "Maybe you should try Mass Mats and Chaos or the Last Real Faces or like, I mean, obviously bad ones that were clearly ripoffs of other people or did like he, Wild Twin." Did he say clip power or was that you? That was you. I said okay. clip power. I said clip power. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and um and these guys we we all thought that they were ribbing them. And then I like I threw out some suggestions too. And then they're like, okay, Matt's masks and chaos it is. That's where I came in. And then within not even 10 or 15 minutes, they had a Twitter up with 60 followers which isn't huge but 60 immediately is pretty good um under mass mats and chaos and i was just like whoa 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 who do i have to file a trademark with i was like dj who in your office knows how to file a trademark so we can get this handled okay welcome to the game boys because lucha gringo the show's official trademark lawyer Kind of went a little hard in the pain at the poor gentleman that had no idea what was going on. Sorry, not sorry. Um, some elbows in the pain. You are our trademark lawyer when you got gimmick thieved. 
it doesn't matter. He stole the gimmick, didn't he? We don't know. It's unclear who was the first teacher. Hey, you know what? There, there are no gimmicks needed. I threatened to fucking stab somebody, um, and then they changed their podcast name. So, hey, you know what? Fuck, Pentagon's still wrestling. Who's the better trademark person? This is Casey Roll down here. Yeah. Exactly. I need to lose about five feet off of my height. and Keith, if you're watching, my copy is sitting right here. We definitely got to get Matt on soon. Now that we have a more regular schedule, the author of this book, Matt Wallace, has been <laughs> wanting to come on our show forever. But Dude, we got to get, we we gotta get Matt on. We got to get Keith on. Um, yeah. So, get, Keith, if you're watching right now, um, yes, the book is sitting right here. It's been read. We got to yeah. do this thing, man. We just didn't have a regular schedule in fall. And now we're doing every Thursday night. So maybe we can uh, hook something up very soon. And Keith, if I don't, if you're not on here beforehand, I promise to say hello at Monster Pizza. I will see you there for sure. Keith's like, you guys are dicks. You guys are having guests on every week and shit. We were supposed to be on a million years ago, and he's yeah. totally right. But yeah, we just well, never had a set schedule before. So, and I blame Byron mostly. Because, because uh, legit, call. Keith is a pioneer of English wrestling, well, English speaking wrestling fans, uh, with his. Um, from parts unknown magazine like that was a long way before we were long way before cubs fan was yeah and uh what's cubs fan doing you think he's having a cheeseburger with somebody i don't know he's from chicago i don't think he's having a cheeseburger i think he's having a deep dish pizza oh you're crazy dude there's some great oh uh, dude oh my God. spots in chicago I saw I saw a picture of a pizza from Urban that was dude. The deep dish pizza is dope, but at Kuma Burger, it's like they blast this like heavy metal with all the high end rolled out, and they just fix you the best burger you've ever had in Chicago. You, you people Japanese, wait outside for Justin, hours for those. Do you speak Japanese, Justin? Hi, so this. Do you know what? Do you know what fucking Kuma means? It means bear. You're eating a bear. That's fucking terrible. Bears are adorable. No, no, no. It's not that. It's because the guy on the grill looks a little bit like Urban and likes boys. Oh, okay. So probably makes sense now, right? (laughs) (laughs) Urban, I want to suggest suggest a music video for you to watch for cinematography reasons. Bear Force One. Well, then what you need to do is when Urban is playing video games, you need to go on his um, Twitch and you need to put in a music request on his Twitch and give the man some views to make him watch horrible bear joke videos. No, bear no, let's, one. Not, let's not call them horrible before he sees them, Justin. I'm sorry. You're correct. They might not. Um, hey, I was DJing on his Twitch page one day and I picked a lot of good ass music. Oh, speaking of horrible, I don't know where you guys were. Justin, you bastard. God, you didn't let me do my shutter pick of the week yet. Okay, do your shutter pick of the week. I'm not going to stop you. Is it frailty? Is it frailty? No, but you know what? That's also on Netflix instant as well, because as much of a cinematic masterpiece, the frailty is, and I think everyone should see it. There's another movie that I think everyone should see. And, um, is it's it called bed? Bed, the bed that eats. Yes. No. I think you all need to see it. Um, because, it's a movie about a bed that eats. It doesn't just eat people. It fucking eats some chicken. It's fucking amazing. And uh, let me tell you, 
you would think that this movie would be amazing. There are some really boring parts. So have your fast forward button until you see the bed because half the movie is a Robert Smith looking motherfucker crying. But then you have the bed that eats and that's the important part because it's not called crying Robert Smith looking motherfucker. It's called deathbed, the bed that eats. You're amazing. You. Deathbed, the bed that but eats. That's Casey's doesn't Robert Smith just constantly cry anyway? Pretty much. Yeah. He cries into his piles of money. Yeah. Um, so look, you, you you guys all missed out on the sweater, the MMM show sweater, and the awesome I discount bought. we had on it. You got it's one? Called, it's called a jump. Yeah. Well, there's still a discount you can get. If you want those Brave Immortal tickets down in San Diego, you can go and you can get them on... What's the address? Let me look up the address so I don't mess this up. It's bravewrestling.yapsity.com. Bravewrestling.yapsody.com. Enter promo code MMM. Just MMM, three M's. That's all it takes. Gets you 15% discount off the June 4th show. Support local, man. There's good wrestlers on there. Uh, we were talking about Shane Strickland earlier tonight. He's on that card. Uh, his match has already been announced. Dragon Rojo Jr. is on there, which I know some of you are stoked about. Elijah Burke's I'm on there. Prime time's there. Hernandez is going to be there. Baby Nuts himself will be there. I'm bringing my belt. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna hate this. I gotta call that guy up, man. He's calling me baby nuts. I haven't talked to him in forever. Don't have him border toss me, please. I um, don't want to get border tossed. That I know they're working on some more uh, match announcements too. Hopefully, uh, if they got another match lined up, maybe we'll get the scoop on it next week. We'll find out. But anyway, but yeah, dude, we got get, like Scorpio Sky. We got fucking Shane Strickland, right? We yeah. got fucking Desmond Xavier. Uh, Jack Stane is there. Tarver, Michael Tarver's there. It's it's a good card. Like fucking still- Tarver, fucking the gem of the fucking Nexus, Michael Tarver. <laughs> and Michael then, Tarver. Uh, and don't forget Hall of Famer, Hall of Famer Teddy Long is going to be there. Play ya, manager, so, anyway. manager of Soul Brothers Doom with their great theme song. They might still have some front row packages available too, so you can get your discount. Doors at six, Street Force, Jacob Center, San Diego, fifty percent discount if you use MMM show or just MMM at uh, BraveWrestling.yapsity.com. Casey, what about Sergeant Pitbull? Uh, what was his name? Craig, Craig, Craig the Pitbull Pitman, the yeah. master of the Code Red, Fujiwara wasn't, Armbar. Wasn't he a manager of him in WCW at some point? When he tried turning face for like a week, yeah. 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 And it was gone. And then Cobra became NWO Sting and shit. Yeah. How do you guys remember these things? Because um, it was. I just brought that up because I try to fucking get Casey in a work. I mean, like, I remember, like, Disco's angles and, like, Norman Smiley and. Disco was just there to Luda. fucking get over by himself. Like, that's all he did was dance with, like, an it. asshole. See, I love those guys, though. I like guys <laughs> like that. But just. Hey, Go Disco ahead. Inferno had the best. The leg lock gimmick was the shit. <laughs> I set up on the cross show. It was my favorite. He had like a diagram to tell him how to do it, and then he lost it. It got ripped up, and he couldn't do his leg lock. Tremendous. All right, Alex Wright, over or garbage? Fucking over. amazing. Amazing. Thank you. Do the damn. <laughs> the urban shuffle. Just asking. All right, anybody else got anything else? Um, I have this to show Byron. Byron. This is for Byron because he posted something about Funko Pops. 
Byron wants to talk about FSW, but um, hopefully when we go to that FSW show, we're going to record some stuff for this show. Yeah. You know, you know what I want to talk about? SMD, Byron. Boom. Oh. That's awesome. Pentagon Funko by uh, Boo Nanny on Twitter. Her name is Instagram. Boo Manners Boo on Manners. Twitter. Boo Manners. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, it's, it's, I'm, I need to go to sleep. <laughs> typo. But you, can go to, you can go to my twitter and instagram you can see a picture of this incredible custom-made pentagon dark mouth bastard you're Funko. just trying to put yourself then, over you're just trying I, to get more and followers then, then she's tagged in it and then you go click on her thing and go see her stuff and ask her to make you one for money because she did a really phenomenal job are you clickbaiting right Byron. now? Ten stars out of five. Tokyo Wait, Dome level there. There, there we go. That's a good picture. Oh, shit. Look at that. Look at that. Fucking Neef, are you there? Yeah, you sculpted that's that? In progress right there. That's pretty awesome. I think you should make it out of croissant yeah. dough, though, so that when you bake it, you can eat it later. Why would you know? <laughs> It's going to be anatomically correct, Justin. That's wrong. You know who that is, though, right? Can you see that he's making? That's yeah. the evil. That's the good twin of La -la. You, Justin. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. There's, there hey, is, there hey, is a phantom hey, pop. I'm back. I'm fucking back. God what damn. Happened? USB fucking disconnected. I'm back. Uh, actually, Byron muted you the whole time. I think yeah, you I were supposed that. to be the high tech podcaster of all of us with the well, good. Yeah, camera but when I'm fucking it. drunk, my feet move and then USB cables get disconnected. It's it happens. Yeah, okay. Now Byron's muting Lucha Gernga. Oh, suck but. my dick, Byron. Mute that. Urban, when's your next just, when's the next episode of Last Real Heels? Uh next week sometime. I don't know what we're doing. Uh and we told people listening earlier that that Good listen to, to Famous B that if they want to hear more Famous B, they should go back and check the archives. Are your you archives shouldn't done that. You shouldn't have done that. Uh, They're not there anymore? <laughs> They're not there anymore. Look, they tried, they tried to fucking charge me $49.99. Fuck that bullshit. Well, if you guys want to see the old Famous B stuff, you guys are going to have to tweet at UrbanHeretic187 to tell him to post those first when he starts uploading uh, archives. I'll get him. No, got the, what, uh, what you got to do is if you want to hear more Famous B, sign out of your YouTube account, go on a different computer, create a new YouTube account, and watch our show again. So that we get more views. I love it. I, uh, I like it too. I just wanted to hit the tagline and then Byron muted me. Oh, well, I, did, I did not mute you. Here's how we'll do this. Here's how you we do it. it. Okay, now we're we doing it. it. I didn't. Hold on, hold on. Byron, mute. Fake news. That's that. That damn that's spicy as fuck. U R B A N H E R E T I C one eight seven. Did it? Okay, Did Byron, it. you're back on again. You're allowed back now. And now you've got nothing. Fake right. news. Anyway, anybody got anything else? Are um, we done? Does I, anybody know if we're done? I I would like to say good night, everybody. Stay cool and stay in the mix. Oh, so close, but not right. Anybody else want to try? Um, 
Remember to train, say your prayers, take your vitamins, pray to the big NWOI in the sky. Just remember that. Byron, show them how it's done. How do you sign off from the show? Keeping the order, isn't Stay in the mix, hombres. Lame. Until Meef. next time, enjoy your burrito. Meef, let's give Meef a shot. Can you figure this out, Meef? And good night from the Sunshine State, you Mark. Gordon Soli, motherfucker. All this right, is Meef. Cheers and Biz, isn't it? Cheers and Biz. Yeah. Uh, urban, Urban, ooh, your try. Stay cool and stay in the mix. What? No, God. <laughs> you guys I, all suck. You guys all Believe suck. it for the master. Uh, and knowing is no not and knowing is half the battle you're all <laughs> lame you're all awful you're terrible humans you know what this means this means that none of you has ever listened to the show long enough to get to the end and when it ends it ends like this until yeah. next time stay calm oh, you son of a bitch <laughs> stay calm and stay in the mix has a small penis let's try it one more time no. Until no. next time, <laughs> stay calm. Man, this big news. Everyone, thanks for watching. Stay calm and mayonnaise sticks. May the force be with you. Stay calm and stay in the mix. And that's the bottom line. Cause Starkle says so. Price check on a jackass. Price hey, check on a jackass. Hey, jackass. <laughs> Stay calm. Stay in the mix. Bye.